What does it all prove, Joe? You don't give a kid a gun for Christmas. And this year, hang a war bond on your Christmas tree so that our boys can hang a sock on Hitler's jaw. Hello and welcome to Candy Canes and Cloying Kids, the solstice shoes of Ramjack. Hi everyone, I am Alex and joining me today for Ramjack is my co-host and friend, Brad. Hey, happy Winter Solstice Eve day. Ha- happy Winter Solstice Eve day. We did it. <laughs> We're doing We're here. it. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Guys, we couldn't have done it without you. Um, Reason for the season, guys. We're here. <laughs> yes, the solstice. The changing of, uh, I guess, yeah, the position of ourselves in relation to the sun. It's happening. Thank it you is. for joining us. It is. Guys, there's still time. If anybody wants to get me a golden doodle to celebrate, uh, just to feel free, just slip that into my arms and everything will be okay. <laughs> um, you're in for a treat, listener. We are going to be reviewing... We're still taking a break from Belvedere and Perfect Strangers to review another holiday, soon-to-be classic, mm-hmm. 12 Dates of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Starring Guys, Zach Morris. If you like ABC Family movies that show you Christmas through parallel dimensions or bizarre time travel, well, you're still in luck. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently they just keep happening. It's it's a common, it's a common I guess... Plot element. I mean, it's a story yeah. for, and, and, and I mean, and it borrows from a Christmas Carol. Isn't that what Scrooge is all about? Wasn't he the first ABC Family? If it borrows from anything, I'm thinking it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it definitely borrows from Groundhog's Day. <laughs> um, but yes, it's basically the low budget Groundhog Day. But we'll get there. Well, the rom coms. Well, no, Groundhog. Groundhog's Day was a kind of a rom-com in its own way. You know what? Don't worry about it. We'll worry about it in a minute. And if you're Mormons, also don't worry about it. Brad and I will be helping you in a moment as well. We'll be there. Just calm down, Mormon Guitar Girl. We're gonna help. And we'll always be there. Well, um, but before that, Brad, you went to a dog show. I did, guys. Uh, 2014 Yukonuba Dog Show. Uh... Always a delight. Always a delight. Always, always uncovering new, exciting things. Just, I mean, really, there's some stuff happening in the dog show world that's kind of game-changing. Um, can we talk about creative grooming for a second? Sure. Um, you know, Alex, a lot of people, you know, they groom their dogs, you know, very meticulously, especially these dog shows. Um, you know, there's all kinds of grooming you can do. Um, and there's also creative grooming. Now, help me understand the difference between what normal grooming is and what creative grooming is. I'm going to guess. Please do. I'm going to say that creative grooming is the cosplay of the animal world. You would be very correct. Yay, I did it! But not... You still, like, you don't got it. Because trust, you can't imagine this. (laughs) Um... So they had, like, uh, these three uh, professional uh, creative dog groomers um, who uh, are featured in uh, Groom to Groomer, uh, Creative Groomer magazine. Whoa. Really showcasing their art form, which is creatively grooming dogs. Um, So we got to see three champions, really, doing their thing. Um, One dog was groomed to depict various scenes and characters from Peter Pan. 
Now, where I got lost in that sentence mm-hmm. was that you said one dog was mm-hmm. groomed to depict various characters and scenes from mm-hmm. Peter Pan. Yes, yes. How is that possible? Um, it's cuckoo bananas. Uh, like they, because they like they dye the fur like all kinds of crazy colors, and then they 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 shave it to make the shapes. So like up one leg, you've kind of got like the 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 crocodile, and his mouth is coming up um, into the shoulder, and then there's a Captain Hook face there, and the actual dog is like shaved so that like it it's actually it looks like um there's like crossed hands. Um, at its chest, and it's Peter Pan, and they put a Peter Pan hat on it. Um, like, it's insane. It, this is the most insane thing. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Why do people um, do these to animals? Ladies and gentlemen, while you're listening to this, please do yourself a favor. Go to Google, type in creative grooming, and just do an image search. Yep. Just to get a, a, get a taste, as, as Brad sets us up for some in true insanity he's describing. It's truly, it's, it is upsetting and bizarre and amazing. And you kind of forget that there's a dog in there. Oh, yeah. Um, because, like, you're just seeing some things. Um, there was another one that was groomed to look like Popeye and Friends. How? Popeye and uh, Friends. Guys, if yeah. you want to creatively groom your dog, can we just say maybe stick with one theme? Well, that's what one person did. They stuck with a theme of animals, and and like it's sort of like a I don't know, like a cowboy thing, because there's like a buffalo and a cowboy, and uh, you know, I, it's insane. It's goddamn fucking bananas, insane. I don't even uh-huh. know. Just looking at the ones I'm seeing on the internet are crazy. There's one where it's just a a tiger. It's a dog. That has been creatively groomed to look mm-hmm. like a tiger, and it looks it looks like a tiger. It's weird. I don't know if the dog wanted this, but then you see one where there's like a twofer. There's mm-hmm. one that looks like Yoda, which is a crime. The person who did this to this dog sh- should face trial. I there's no way that this was a good idea. So its head is green. I've never seen a green dog. And it's well, you're about to, because I just sent you an email. <laughs> and its shirt, I say shirt, its fur is sculpted, shaved, and dyed to make it look like it's got that little, uh, like, tan mm. robe that Yoda wears. Uh-huh. Um, and you could stop there. They didn't. On its back, when it sits down, the gray robe turns into an Ewok. Ugh, that makes no at? sense. I ju- I I'm just a man who went to Google. I typed in creative mm-hmm. grooming, and I went to the image section. There's also a buffalo dog. A dog who has been shamed and now looks mm-hmm. like a buffalo. Yeah. Uh, check your email, friend, because uh, you're about to see some, meet some more friends. So, when, oh, God. There's one that is a Muppet dog. Its head is yeah, animal, and its rear end is... This is... Yeah, the, on the, the Muppet one, the, the tail is Gonzo's nose. So I, I guess the, the dog's ass is Gonzo's mouth. So cool. I don't even know cool, how cool. to process this, really. No, this is fucking insane. Like, basically, you're just humiliating dogs yeah. is what you're doing. Oh, my God. I see the Yoda one now. I didn't realize that's what that was. That is it the Grinch? No, that's a Yoda. Well, that it, it's only a Yoda because you realize when it's sitting down that it has Oh, I was that. looking at a different dog. Oh. oh. There was a Grinch dog. 
See, much like uh, and there's the Yoda dog. Yeah. Oh, that is weird. See, every artist has a different way of seeing the world. So one man's Grinch is another man's Yoda. Oh, well, there's a Grinch one as well, and it's a goddamn nightmare. I mean, they're all nightmares. Like, trust, this is Nightmare City. Did you see this last year and not realize that it was a thing? Because we talked about no. the dog show last year, but I don't remember seeing this. Here's the thing about the dog show. They like to shake it up every year. You think you've seen one crazy thing? <sighs> Nothing. Last year, uh, Flyball was like crazy. It's like, what is this insane, stupid game that makes no sense and it takes 30 minutes to explain the rules? Yeah, they still did that this year, but that wasn't the craziest. This year we got creative grooming and uh, um, some other things that were pretty bonkers. But uh, Alex, have you, have you gotten these photos? Oh... I am seeing the Peter Pan dog. Yes. This poor, poor animal. It's insane. It's insane. The cowboy dog with the coonskin cap, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. his haircut to look like a coonskin cap, what mm -hmm. looks like an actual rope around his stomach, which isn't a rope. It's his fur. All of this is fur. Yeah. And then you put make one of his legs into like a bull or a steer's head? Yeah. Yeah. I. It's insane. It's absolutely... Because, I mean, like, what the hell? What do you do Why with your you dog do this? after this? You shave it down, uh, make its hair a normal dog color, and say, I'm sorry for what I did to you. <laughs> I used to, and that's wrong. Have a treat. Like, they do do that, right? Like, is there a ritual shaving after the show? No dog can go out in public like this and be no. cool with it. This, the, this dog is, is only here for to be a freak show. Like, this dog has to be so confused. Poor, poor creatures. It is insane. But you know what else is insane? Dog dancing. <laughs> What's dog dancing, you ask? I... Is it dancing with a dog? Um, no, not really. It's more of a weird skit. Um, and I use the word skit unknowingly. Um, in which uh, a middle-aged or older person and their dog... Uh, does like a thing to music and I it's somewhat choreographed but it's somewhat of a dog being confused and desperately trying to please its master ooh this um this was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen and we just talked about creative grooming which is the strangest thing I've seen up to this point in my life mm -hmm. so some the fact that another thing in the same vicinity at the same time could top it boggles my mind but yeah. go ahead, tell me. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's just, it's a lot to take in, friend. We, we saw this on the schedule, and me and Tammy were super excited. Like, what is dog dancing? I want to know. Is this going to be like a bunch of dogs that they've, like, you know, trained to do, like, little dance or something? That could be kind of neat. What's it going to be? Um, we missed it a couple of times, and we came, we came in on the very end of what I have to assume was probably the most amazing of the dog dances, <laughs> um, which was this person that did various dog dances in various costumes. Um, but they, at the time, what we caught the very tail end of was a person in Native American costume uh, with a giant dream catcher and their dog. And, like, it's, it's, it's bad news bears because, like, this old person is, like, they're not that active to begin with. And this whole thing is this kind of, it's weird. And it's, like, jokey, clownish, uh, mimish movements. And the dog is kind of, like, following along because it's kind of been trained to do some things. But it's a lot of the dog being like, what are we doing? What? Oh, I go over here. I go over here now. It's really weird. And it's just, it's so labored and like showy and over the top. 
but slow. It's like it's uh, like uh, that senior citizens tap dance uh, from Jackson. Oh, the silver shoes. Like the silver top tappers. Da, 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 da. We're moving our arms in circles, but we're barely moving our legs. Instead of like it's, rhythmic taps, like it's more like it's like a constant tap because no one's yeah. on anything. They're doing their own yeah. thing. Um, um, but this is just one person like just prancing around the ring with their dog. It is weird. It's a lot of the dog like going between their legs and then going between their legs again. And it's very weird. But the person's always in costume. And it it is bizarre. Like, what does it... That's just weird. Yeah. The thing I love about dogs mm-hmm. is that some of them are quite intelligent. Like, Defo. they... I mean, come on. We bred them from wolves. Eh? We made them what they are today. Yeah. I don't think that gives us the right to creatively groom them. But Stop that's humiliating my, dogs. Yeah. You should never humiliate another animal, especially one that understands our social cues. The dogs on stage know this is wrong. <laughs> they know that this is awkward or uncomfortable, and yet they still do it to please their master. Yeah. I don't even... How would you improve it? If you had a golden doodle, Brad, and Ramjack said, Brad, please, go win us the dog dance, how would you do it? Um, I, I would never, I would never do dog dance. It's insane. It's amazing. I love it. Like anytime we heard music, we would like run back to like the, where the dog dance was because we had to catch them. Uh, because we sure we missed the Native American, which I'm sure was <laughs> the most bonkers. Uh, but we were able to catch a couple of other ones. And oh god, it is fucking weird. Just I, I mean. It's it's just embarrassing. It's like the worst like uh, choreographed dance thing, but it's with a dog and like oh, it's bad. It's bad. I, I don't know why, but I picture David Bowie's um, Major Tom and a ma- a human dressed up in a spacesuit and a dog dressed as either a rocket or a planet, just going in between their legs, looking confused as hell, and every that, and I mean, everyone loving it. People like saying this is the best we've ever seen. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a lot of shit going on. Uh, we caught the uh, um, Magnificent Men and Their Flying Machines number. Ooh. That was, that was something. A lot of a uh, person, like, pretending they're an airplane, and then a dog following them as they just run around in a circle. For, like, two and a half minutes? Mm-hmm. To a whole song? Do people know nothing of showmanship? Do people know I, nothing of entertainment? Yeah, yeah. Now, here's a question I asked, Brad. Mm-hmm. With all of this crazy shit happening, um, is there actual dog competitions happening, too? Yes, there like is. Like, legitimate, oh. like, classic. Oh, yeah. And what yeah, do those and... people think of this stuff? Are they, I, they, are they, they laughing? Are they just like, God, I hate these carnies? Dude, they don't have time because they are fucking in a fucking thing. Like, we watched The Beagles um, placing, and, like, that is fucking... Like, first of all, you have no fucking clue what's going on. Like, there's, like, I, uh, like, it is, because they're bringing them up in, like, different age groups and things, and it's like, wait, so why is there only two going out, and then they all go out, and then there's more, go- there's like, oh, it's insane. It, like, I, you don't know what they're doing, what are they looking, like, I, why don't you just pick the cutest one? That's my, um, thinking. Pick the cutest dog. Uh, that's how you should choose dogs. Always pick the cute one. I don't understand any other means of judging dogs. It should just be one competition. Cutest dog. Yeah. Cutest beagle. 
cutest terrier, and then they go against each other, and it's who's the cutest of these. Yeah. I Absolutely. agree. That's, I thought that... I, I mean, come on. In my heart of hearts, in my just general understanding of the world, I thought that's how it was supposed to be. I mean, it be. should be. Absolutely. But that's not what we're fucking getting, because we gotta... Uh, and then there's, like... Dude, can... Like, you know, we talked about it before in the dog show, but dog handlers, those fools cannot dress themselves. They can't. Something is happening, and I don't understand it. Because all the women, like, apparently just walked out of Knott's Landing because they were wearing these, like, crazy, crazy conservative, like, 80s dresses, and I don't get it. And the dudes, like, I don't know, man. I I saw some things. I saw a guy who, I swear, his suit... He must have wadded it into a ball, put it in a, one of those vacuum bags, and left it under his bed for f- 5 to 12 years. Because I've never seen so many wrinkles on a garment. Wow. Like, it was so messed up. And then there's a fellow I like to call Mr. Atari. Oh. Mr. Atari um, uh, built a time machine and came here from 1982. Because... His rig out is the most 80s thing I've ever seen in my life. He uh, like it was this it was this weird 80s suit, and then he had like like a fat 80s tie. It wasn't even like retro 80s. Like it was just like this is from the 80s, and he looks to be like 35, 40. So I don't understand like unless he like borrowed his dad's clothes to <laughs> wear the dog show. Like there's no explanation for this. Because you can't look that 80s. Like even his hair, everything about this man. He had 80s glasses. He came from the 1980s. Like, his name is Dig Dug. <laughs> See, one, of course we know there's temporal vortexes in and around Florida. You've stepped into many of them, especially on the bus. Mm-hmm. Yes. So who's to say that you and Tammy didn't accidentally go through a Twilight Zone and suddenly you were in an 80s version of the dog show? Especially given those mm. photographs you showed me, because fuck. There's everything about it seems to be from an antiquated time. From yeah. its kitschiness to the fashion people dress, why can't they just be awesomely on point on fashion? I, no like, clue. are they spending? No are they putting all of their money into grooming, creative I, I, grooming, to showing these but, dogs? But if you're rich but, and you like are spent dropping thousands and thousands of dollars on dogs, surely you can dress yourself correctly. But Alex, here's the thing: most people don't handle their own dogs. These are professional dog handlers for the most part, which, by the way, is a job I could get into. Brad, um, I think we found your calling. Oh, and there was this one dude who apparently has like, um, like, like one of the country's like champ top champion beagles, um, and he's like a real douchebag about it. Like you can tell, like he's doing like little things, and like we were getting the inside because we were with some dog show experts, um, explaining like how this shit works. And I was like, oh look at him, oh I can't believe it, because dude, like you know everyone else, they've got like their they you know, put the dog up on the table, and then you know you 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 know you set them and you place them so that like the judge can come and like you know I don't know check and make sure that their the dog fits their Nazi standards for what a dog should be, <laughs> um, as opposed to just picking the cute one, um, and like he, you know everyone's got like like their little leashes, you know, and they they've got them, you know, and you know. Are they holding like a certain like this guy just takes the leash off is like mm, no my dog will just sit here as you poke and prod it it's cool wow and he just looks mm, no Ugh, i'll put it back on in a moment doesn't matter he knows what to do my dog's so well trained because like i'm champion well hey here's here's a question dog champion guy why do you look like the devil because you were the most sinister looking fuck i've ever seen <laughs> you look like a cartoon version of the devil that is Get awesome. your eyebrows under control, dude. Get your eyebrows under control. They're pointy and frightening. 
Did he have like a goatee that was pointed and did yeah, his hair kind of yeah. go up into points? Yeah. See, at that point, he's also playing the character of like, I'm going to intimidate everyone. I've got the best dog and I look like Lucifer. Like, he looks like the devil. Yeah, he's crazy. Like, devils don't exist, but he looks like Oh, one. yeah. I mean, fantasy, but at the same time. Yeah. How about you look like a person? Not Don't don't talk to Dig Dug. Get away from him. Get away from Wrinklio, too. Like, stay away from... Ugh. Like, I don't know what was going See, on. See, I don't... Like, there was there was one, like, woman that was, like, attractively dressed. Nice. One. So she was best dressed. Out of everyone at but the dog show, she was, she was best, best dressed. dressed. It was probably because she was just wearing normal clothes, right? Yeah, yeah. She looked great. Like normal. And then, like, all these other people. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, playing worst dressed, worst dressed at the dog show is quite a game. <laughs> I think it would be just re- the race to the bottom, like um, yeah, that oh, yeah. story Definitely. we remember. Yeah, worst dressed, worst dressed. Was like it is. It's a monster squad. Was wrinkles? Was he wrinkled on purpose? Like I wonder if he was trying to match no. his dog's look. Mm-mm. Unless his dog had had like a terrible accident. There's no way. Oh. There's no way. It's a beagle. Come on, you can't like. It's a beagle. You know he Are was. All wrinkled up. He was thinking no one's gonna be looking at me. They're gonna be looking at you pointing at the dog and the dog's like human i don't understand what you're saying you're look i'm a cute dog of course everyone's gonna look at me like what are you talking about but i need you to be on point like you get that many like because you're because there's like 25 beagles and i'm like you're looking at these i'm like i i can't tell that much of a difference anymore like (laughs) you know there's a couple you know there's some that are like you know like colorations are a bit different but i'm like some are bigger some are smaller but i'm like like for the most part these dogs all kind of look the same (laughs) like what are you doing well, that's when I guess that that's a difference when you get a, a judge in there who knows. Like, I guess muscle tone or something or, like, certain things with hey, can, breeds. But can we trust these judges? Can we trust these judges, Alex? Because I submit this case file to okay. you. Okay. Um, All right. This ju- the judge is dressed like he's, like, in a fucking barbershop quartet. Like, he's got this, oh. like, this has got this suit coat that's all, like, multicolored stripes. Like, uh, it, listen, I feel like if you're involved with dog shows, what you get is you get a membership card to go shop at the store that's called Why the Fuck Not. <laughs> because you just wear whatever the fuck you want. I, it's, not, it's not like all the judges were wearing, like, stripy coats. That would make sense. No, I look over, and the judge in the next ring is, like, oh, it's, like, all denimed Jay Leno. Like, uh, like, it's a woman, and she's wearing, like, a denim dress with, like, a denim, like, jacket. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Why do all the judges look crazier than these dog handlers? And these dog handlers look like monsters that I wouldn't sit next to if my life depended on it. <laughs> God, there's nothing. I mean, every kind of like niche competition convention thing like this will will glean these same types of monsters. But God, why? Ugh. It's Listen, unsettling. I know Jonathan, Jonathan's away on the boat right now. He's reported in that he's seen some some true fashion monsters. What I'd like to do is I'd like to see these dog show monster, fashion monsters like paired up with these boat monsters and just really see what we're dealing with in the world today. <laughs> because I feel betwixt the two, we're going to see all the monsters. Oh, I would gamble that they're the same people who are on this it's very likely, very likely, Jonathan. If you see the devil, like um, like messing around with a dog, um, know that you have seen the same monster as I. <laughs> we have both, we have both witnessed his in his dark machinations <laughs> and his attitude. Again, guys, of course, cosplay. Of course, there's racist cosplay. 
Now, it wasn't as exciting because it was a lot of the same people with the same rig outs. Oh. So. There you go. I mean, come on, come on. Of course, like, all of your, like, hunting dogs, like, they're all, like, camouflaged, like, redneck herd had it out. But I feel there was one dog that was, like, more, their, like, whole little setup was, like, more America out than any other. Alex, what would you consider to be the most America dog? Huh. You mean breed? Yes. Huh. The most American dog. And now, I'm granted, I am going to be judging purely off who had the most American uh, display at the Meet the Breeds, so. You know, I don't know. I mean, every other dog, I mean, dogs like the people here in our wonderful country are from all over the world. I don't know if there's actually a breed that was bred in the States or that I would say is that's the old, I would say the mutt. Mixed breed um, dog is the American uh, way. Alex, you're forgetting um, this is an AKC-sponsored event. Um, oh. This is about pure breeds. This is a Nazi event for Nazis oh. that believe in Nazi dogs only and only the purest. So I'm going to ask you again. Oh. What breed do you think is the most Merkid? <laughs> I would say the Golden Doodle. Because one, it's, I th- nope. Oh, how not? How could it not be? It would pr- be perfect in Mixed parades. breed. Mixed breed. Doesn't count. Oh, gross. Wasn't it bred uh, in the States? Send them now? to the camps. Send them to the camps. <laughs> you, can't, you can't mix a poodle and a golden retriever. That's a mixed breed. That's a mutt. Oh, gross. Uh, send them to the camps. <coughs> Burn them up. Ah. Oh. Burn them up. That's I, how they feel. I, That's how they feel. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, what Alex, be. Maybe an Eskimo Spitz. Oh, because that's, that's yeah, that's a that's a dog mm-hmm. I, that, in my oh. mind at least, is an ex- Eskimo because it's in the name. Mm. Alex, I think what you're thinking about um, is the uh, the American Boxer, and I can see uh-huh. that because I have a luggage tag that says "Be a Patriot, American Boxer," and it's got like a boxer saluting the flag in military fatigues. Terrifying! I can see this now in the camera. It is disturbing. Um, their display was so like flags and like. Like all kinds of like crazy American shit. Like I, uh, like again, there uh, there's a lot of displays that go all America, are all like white trash redneck. But like uh, whatever's going on with the boxer, I never thought of the boxer as like the super uh, America dog. But uh, science fact, it's the most American dog. Huh. Um, other highlights uh, we saw um, there was a, a guy dressed up as Elvis. I don't know why. Um, you always get those randos. What was what was the story where was it you? No, never mind. Okay. Um, oh, there was the Pomeranian princess this year. Um, with the Pomeranians, there was a girl dressed up like like a Russian princess. Oh. So that's a thing. Which Russian princess? Did you talk to her about the books that you were reading on the? I didn't. Did not. Didn't, no, but she did seem to um, be like sequestered to her little throne. So it's you know who knows, could be. Stay out of the tower. What? Don't worry about it. Um, there was a grown ass man dressed like a wizard, sheep uh, <laughs> dog, because that's what you do, I guess. I mean, like, just I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> a grown ass like, man dressed like a wizard. <laughs> There's always, there always seems to be a wizard at something. <laughs> like, hey, sheepdogs, wizard. Oh, makes sense. It seems like every midnight showing, whether it was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull <laughs> or, you know, Star Trek or something, Iron Man, there's always a wizard somewhere. Like, there's always some dude that's just like, I'm going to dress up like a wizard tonight. Thou shalt not pass me as I go to my seat with my milk duds. Lord of the Rings is over a decade old. 
Why are you still dressed as a wizard? Shut up! It's all I have. <laughs> um. Also, here's a, here's another dog. I I don't remember what this dog is, but um, they have like big banners that say. Um, I guess I think it's a dog that starts with the letter B. Um, I'm gonna make that guess. Um, huh. But the signs. One sign says beauty. The next one says brains. The third one says bird sense. What? Beauty, brains, and bird sense. Also, this is like the most Hatterda rig out ever. It's the worst. I don't understand. The scent of a bird, or the sense of a bird, is in like the mind, the cleverness of our S-E-N-S-E. Indian friends. S E N S E. Also, there's like a, a a shitty painting of like a hunter and the dog like chasing after birds apparently that he's killed. Okay. So they have sense. They have a bird sense. Oh like God. Spider Man has a spider sense, I guess. I know where they are. <laughs> Quailer this way. I mean, I like I'm, I. I still I. I still haven't posted all my photos, but I will be posting those soon, and I of course will put a link in the group. Jesus. Um. Um. One other thing I want to talk about. We came across one table that had this, like, this stupid, stupid flyer. Um. And it's got a picture of a robot dog. <clears throat> and it says, "Cuddle this." And then you go, and you're like, what? What is this about? If we spay and neuter every dog and shut down all U.S. dog breeders, where will we get the next generation of responsibly bred pets? Wow. You were joking about it's those night Nazis hanging out. <laughs> this is this is anti-spay and neutering. Like, yeah, that's... That's insane. That is crazy. Where are we going to get the next generation? No one's shutting down, like, purebred dog breeding, dude. Uh, yeah, you can, like, I don't... And I say Sorry. dude because I had only imagined that it... I just now imagine dudes behind everything that's lame and gross. Preserve your rights to own and enjoy your best friend. Um, like, dude, calm down. Like, no one's forcing everyone to, like, spay and neuter their pets. But, like, if you have pets and you aren't going to breed them, then, like, you should do that. Because also, like, I, it's just sensible. And there's too many, like... There's too many, like, animals in shelters. You can't just yeah. have, like... Dogs like breeding, like I, what are you talking about? It's irresponsible of us as people who, again, took these creatures from the wilds to allow them to just breed, you know, rampantly, and then just you yeah. know be out and about with no one to take care of them, no one to love them. That's wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Brad. By the way, if you if you've gotten a golden doodle, um, and no one's there to take care or love it, just put it in my arms. I will be accepting golden doodles all, all, all up until New Year's. So you have some time. I'm putting a timetable on it, so you're going to want to hurry and get that done. After New Year's, we'll renegotiate a timetable if need be, but I don't think there will be because someone's going to put a golden doodle in these arms. Help Brad take on the devil. Give him a golden doodle that he can take and show. Let's fight the devil. <laughs> Let's fight the devil together with dogs and dog shows. Listen, some people would say that golden doodles belong in in an oven in a prison camp. Hmm. And I'm going to say, no, I don't believe in that. I'm not a Nazi. I don't agree with them. I'm, You know what? I'm going to stand up and say I'm against the Nazis. Huh. That's a brave statement. That is a brave That's statement. That's a brave statement with these dog shows having so much power, like these big, huge dog shows drawing tons of people, uh, tons of ratings. But you know what? I'm going to stand up against the, the AKC. I say, listen, American Kennel Club, Nazi sympathizers. Um, I I love all dogs, but especially golden doodles. So uh, let's let's rescue the golden doodles um, from the, the eyes of these devils, these Nazi sympathizers, and let's put them in my arms. Will you? 
Perfect. I gotta go to one of these dog shows, man. Dude, seriously. Uh, we gotta seriously. next year. We just gotta like coordinate something around. When does it happen? It's like the um, first it's week. Like in the December? first week. Yeah. Really, like figure it out because it's a goddamn amazing event. It's my favorite. I mean, there's also dog diving, which is the best. What the hell is dog diving? They throw a toy and a dog jumps into a pool to catch it. It's awesome. <laughs> is it judged on normal diving, like less splash? Yeah. Because how do you train a dog to dive? Uh, well, some dogs love the, the water, so it, like it's it's you know it's like how far they jump. Oh, it's how far it's a, they jump, not like it's distance. I think form. I think all form also plays in, but nobody gives a fuck about no, the scoring. Dogs, I mean, you can't train a dog to like grab a ball in midair and then like head down, compact yeah. like. As opposed to Splash. Yeah, it's bonkers. Um, oh, also, uh, there was the agility competitions are amazing, and those are just going on. The best thing is like, you kind of can kind of go from event to event and watch whatever you want to. Um, but we watched some of the agility, and like it's amazing. Like, these dogs running these incredible like tracks. We saw one dog like straight up fall off. Oh. Like it was a tiny dog, and it fell like a solid four feet. Everyone there was like, oh. <sighs> Oh no! And around that, and like right before that, like the announcer been like, "Oh, this dog, uh, he's a he's a champion agility dog. Uh, he's uh, he suffered uh, <laughs> he suffered like uh, various bone breaks and uh, and then like, oh, we know why, because <laughs> this dog just straight up like fell off of something, <laughs> like a platform that he was just supposed to be running across the platform, <laughs> like, and he just like fell off of it. That is awesome. See, yeah. the agility thing was always my favorite thing at the dog show. Oh, it's great. It's great. Because, I, I mean, I enjoy watching people run obstacle courses. I would run one if I saw one. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let me get on that. Yeah. There's something about an obstacle course that's just fun. The best part is, like, the seesaw. Because, some, especially, like, the tiny dogs, they get to the end of it, and they kind of have to wait for it to come down because they're just not heavy enough. Oh. That's got to be the hard part for them, waiting. Oh, so good. So good. Like, these dogs are making it through, like, 34 seconds, and it's, like, amazing. Wow. Yeah. All right, guys, in... I guess national news. Um, there's a T-shirt you can now buy, um, designed by one Jason Barthel. He is a police corporal, and he's the owner of the South Bend Uniform Company in Indiana. And he has the worst name ever. <coughs> Barthel. What's up, Barthel? Hey, Barth. It's pronounced Barthel. Yeah, just the worst. And in response to the Notre Dame women's basketball team sporting a shirt saying "I can't breathe." which in itself is response to the Eric Garner tragedy that happened. The murder. <coughs> yes, the, the blatant murder in the street of Eric Garner where he said, I can't breathe. The ladies basketball team in Northern Dame said, look, we're going to wear these shirts because this is wrong. Mm-hmm. While we're playing basketball, you'll be reminded of it because fuck you people who are letting this happen. Yeah. So the corporal saw this and was like, you know what? I'm going to put my Barthel spin on it. I'm going to get my boys down to my uniform shop to spin up my own shirt. Hot off the presses, $8 a pop. It's going to pay $10, though, if it's a 2X or a 3X. Extra yardage, it's fine. The shirt says... I feel like a lot of people are going to be paying those extra dollars. Yeah, the demographic, it's a cash-in. Hey, breathe easy. Don't break the law. The, what, the cigarette tax law? Um, because that's what he got murdered (coughs) over. So, uh, what law are you talking about, you fucking piece of shit? Hey, breathe easy. Don't break the law. Hey, as long as you don't break uh, the minor cigarette tax law, well, then you'll be just fine. Like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? How tone deaf are you? Dude, like, I, I have no that's idea. insane. My jaw like, dropped when I heard the story. 
Oh, fuck these fucking douchebags. Just the audacity, too. A guy was murdered, dude. Yeah, a guy was murdered for no fucking reason. Just because the jury didn't find him guilty for whatever loopholes or something that happened doesn't mean he didn't murder somebody. Yeah. We saw the video. I yeah, saw there's it. Blatant murder, there's blatant video of his murder, so... It was hard to watch. I saw a man die on a video. No one knew he yeah. was dying, too, when it was happening. The kid who took yeah. the video was like, this is just another example of the shit that happens here. And you're going to make this breathe easy shirt? Yeah, like, what are you trying to prove? Like, what? Because it makes no sense. Like, I... Fuck these douchebags. Uh, and fuck that douchebag we talked about in the last episode that came out. Uh, Daniel Furseth. I hate that dude, like, twice as much now. So, oh. just because of those two stories, can we assume that people with weird last names maybe keep an eye on? True. Furseth? True. Berthel? First, uh, listen, all right. If your name, like, makes you sound like I had a heard of bullshit, like, I'm watching you. I'm fucking watching you. Oh, Furseth, Berthel, if your name like sounds like like a drunk belch, then like listen, then I'm what if you, especially if you're wearing a uniform and your name sounds like a drunken belch, then I am keeping my fucking eyeballs peeled. Now I do feel slightly bad because I wonder if these names are just ethnic names that I'm not aware of and not just crazy sounding names. But whatever. Like, that's, different, no. that's the difference between us and Berthel. We can stop and think about Berthel. what we just said and did and be like, okay, well, this, you know what? Berthel doesn't give a shit. I'm not saying we murder Berthel. No, of course not. I'm saying we just, like, <coughs> excommunicate him from, like, a polite society. Yeah. Berthel, you can't Ugh. sell your shirts here. Like, uh, and, like, the only person worse than Berthel is anyone buying that shirt. Well, it, it's a threat. It's like, hey, don't get Kurt killed. If you don't want to die, don't break the law. Right? Like, the law of, like, like not having, like, uh, <coughs> a weird, like, f- nonsensical respect for people in shitty uniforms. Like, fuck you. Respect isn't free. You, you can't have it. No. Freedom? Eh. But Ugh. respect, definitely not. Oh, fuck these douchebags. No. I mean, entitlement no. in general is just straight up gross. Uh, who the fuck are you? Like, you put on a stupid uniform. Like, why? why you don't get extra respect. Ah, uh, hate them. Hate them. Alex, I think it's that super special time of the week where we help some Mormons uh, by, uh, in a little thing we call giving advice, the game. It's our passion. It is our passion Look, in life. Someone's got to help these people. Ram- Ramjack gives back. Let no one say Ramjack never gave back to the community. Hmm. Listen, if you're a Mormon, if you need advice, go to LDS.net. They're going to give you shitty advice, so don't listen. Wait for us. Yeah. We will be there. If your pleas are, are, are desperate enough, then we will hear you. We will find you, and we will, we will give you advice. <laughs> Alex, clean fiction recommendations, question mark? Hi, guys. I'm just a Mormon guitar girl. Guys, Mormon Guitar Girl has questions. Here's her first question. Hi, guys. I'm having a bit of trouble finding clean fiction. Even some of the books I've bought in the Christian section at Barnes & Noble have language I find not clean. It's frustrating to have to travel to an LDS bookstore every time I want a book. Semicolon. I'd love to be able to shop at Barnes & Noble without it being such a hassle. I try to stick with publishers like Tyndale and Thomas Nelson but I'm open to suggestions. 
I guess my questions are, where do you buy books that don't make you feel gross? And which novels do you enjoy? My favorite genres are mystery, suspense, and trauma, but I'm willing to dabble in others. Thanks so much. <laughs> oh, warming guitar girl. What is <laughs> so, books make her feel gross. What's so gross about them? What do you mean what's so gross about them? Uh, they're not clean. I want her to give specific title names because I don't understand this. They're in the Christian section and they're not clean, Alex. Like, like, like is someone going through the Christian section and like getting dirt on them or like? I don't know. Like, I saw a few insane. smudges on the pages and uh, I feel dirty now. What Christian books are dirty? I don't like. What is her definition of dirty? Like, I she's afraid of the words in her head, Alex. We like Mormon Guitar Girl has a lot of issues. <laughs> So, like, I, I, who knows what it is that's, like, flummoxing her. I, I, I think, stop being afraid of words. First and foremost, stop being afraid of words. Whether they're written in the pages of a book or just mm-hmm. happen to be in your thoughts. What could be dirty about a Christian I, book? I, I, like, I feel like it's got to be, like, the most timid of, like, I mean, just allusions to romantic feelings. I probably count. Like, I don't know. Like, how crazy Mormoned out is she? I held the boy's hand. No, nope, no thank you. There'll be no hand-holding till marriage. <laughs> this book is smut. <laughs> this book is smut. I feel dirty reading about holding another man's hand. Oh, boy. You know where that leads. Gentle caresses. Hmm. <laughs> Um, Polar Vortex, everyone's favorite, has oh, some Oh, Polar! Mr. Vortex, what is up? Maybe you could try visiting used bookstores and browsing through books published in the first part of the 20th century. When I was a kid, I sneaked up into my grandmother's attic one day. I sneaked up into my grandmother's attic one day and found a bunch of mystery and suspense novels from the 1930s and 40s. Not only were they clean... Except for constant smoking and social drinking. <coughs> Not only were they clean, except for constant smoking and social drinking. <laughs> Alright, constant social drinking. Interesting. Uh, but they were like going back in, t- back in a time machine to the world of long ago. I loved them. What are you talking about books from 1930s and 40s were just clean? What are you... The 1930s and 40s? I'm gonna guess um, they they held to the nuclear family kind of like old school man, very male-dominated worldview. Yeah. And they also didn't but, use like, I guess, what people would consider naughty words. So it was all very like just the weirdest metaphors and phrases for things. But it's the 30s and 40s. It's like, that's not a time of particularly clean literature. Oh, no. But these are the same people who, you know gauge things on the before times during the religious times you know the ancient religious nondescript times so to them the 30s is like forever ago Uh, I just uh, oh boy dude I I feel like you this is weird I wonder if now that I'm thinking about it I wonder if Christian uh, yeah the guitar girl isn't finding books about because I guess there is a sub genre or there is a genre of the Christian fiction where you're a bad boy or girl and then something happens and suddenly you're not bad or good you're not bad anymore and maybe in those early chapters it gets a little racy for a Christian guitar girl maybe some dude pushes a girl against a wall and like whispers in her ear and she's like oh my god I couldn't handle that not knowing that later in the book he won't do that anymore he'll ask to hold your hand he'll ask your dad for your hand in marriage gross 
Cause maybe she's not giving these books enough shot, or maybe she doesn't like those stories, which is fine, because I think they're sh- I think they're trash too. But Brad has it. Just stop being afraid. Just stop being afraid. Never be afraid books. of anything. Just read. Like stop. Like Mormon Charter Elf. I could diagnose um, one of your main problems. Um, it's like you're afraid of knowledge. You think that's why she's a guitar girl? Because the only thing that she can read that's totally clean are the notes on a page. Well. Uh oh. Alex. That brings us to an interesting point. I was going to skip away from Morgan Tartarell for a second, but uh, I, I think I, I've got to now uh, forge forward. Um, what to make of this? I'm doubting and holding myself back, ellipses. Hi, guys. I'm just a Mormon guitar girl. <laughs> I would really appreciate advice on this. This whole community is just so supportive, and that really means a lot. Thanks so much in advance. Exclamation point. Smiley face. In brief. In brief. We've already gone through, what, four or five sentences? Oh, boy. In brief, I am very interested in volunteering at a nursing home as a musician starting in January, but I've started to really doubt myself the closer it gets. Despite the feeling that this is something I'm supposed to do, I feel like it's a I feel like it's a prompting, honestly. What does that mean? I don't know. Every once in a while, I have the thought that maybe I'm completely off base about my talents, and that maybe I don't know I don't know what they are after all. Stupid thing is, oh boy, back to thing is. Ugh. Stupid thing is, logically and emotionally and spiritually, I know that this is false. I cannot deny my talents in the least. I've had too many confirmations that have been an answer to too many prayers. I feel like I know my talents inside and out and backwards, and I'm very grateful for this because I know that some people really have to work hard to discover theirs. I know the fact that I even know what mine are at such a young age is a blessing in itself. Yet I keep worrying, and it's making my mom crazy. She thinks I'm fretting over nothing and have nothing to worry about. There's an interesting sentence. She thinks I'm fretting over nothing and have nothing to worry about. She doesn't understand what the big deal is and says she's sure David Archuleta doesn't do this. (laughs) I bet David Archuleta doesn't. Uh, Who the fuck is David Archuleta? Um... I don't want to keep holding myself back with all this doubt, and right now I feel like an idiot. Is it normal to have lapses in confidence, even in your own talents? I've had times like this before, we know, uh, but I've always gotten over it. And I kind of think that maybe this is Satan putting these doubts in my head to keep me from developing slash sharing my gifts and volunteering. How do you get over thoughts like these? Should I keep praying about it? I feel ridiculous. Well... Like, this is a dumb thing to keep getting so upset over. But it's really important to me because I want to use my talents wisely and stay humble, and I don't want to waste them by worrying so much instead of using them. I feel like Heavenly Father's like, Come on, I've given you all these confirmations, just trust me. I'm worried that he's mad at, slash frustrated with me, for doubting despite all the confirmations he's given and for procrastinating with them. Please help. I just want to be able to do what I know I was meant to in peace. Thanks very much, smiley face. Just a Mormon guitar girl. Alex, how do we help this Mormon guitar girl? Well, ooh. I mean, she sure David Archuleta doesn't do this. This is a tough one, Dave. Uh, guitar girl. Brad, there's a lot of... Okay, Mormon guitar girl, listen. As far as being a musician goes... 
you'll know if you're good or bad, right? Uh, we'll see. What you need to do is get a recording device, record yourself singing or playing guitar, mm -hmm. and then listen to it. What do you think it sounds like? If it sounds good, then congratulations, you're good. But that kind of detachment from what you're actually physically doing and playing while you're in the moment and then hearing it later through a recording will help you understand whether people are lying to you when they say that maybe God gave you these spiritual gifts. They are, but they might be, they might be a double lie. Um, and then you just have to realize that if you really want to play guitar, you have to practice and get better at it. But there's some people who just, it, it doesn't matter. Um, can I point out, she's going to be playing at a nursing home. Yeah, those people don't... Well, they might those care. Those people... They, they can't even hear, like, nor will they remember you. <laughs> like, like, even if you're terrible, go for it. You got nothing to yeah. lose. Like, A, they're going to be dead soon. B, they aren't going to remember you when you, like, walk out of the room. Uh, C, she can't... They can't hear. They can't hear you. So, like, even if you're bad, they don't know. They just see a Mormon guitar girl. <laughs> With a guitar, like that's all they see. They don't, they don't know, and they've already forgotten by the time you're out of the room because they're dying. They'll be dead soon. Yeah. Um. I mean, again, if I've learned nothing from going to the theater and watching that production of Once the Musical, it's that old people can't hear and they make everything up in their head. They're just happy mm -hmm. to see a young, fresh face. Just like, oh, yeah. that looks like my granddaughter memories. She couldn't play guitar either. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk to you about uh, David Archuleta? Sure. He's an American singer, songwriter, and actor. At 10 years old, he won the children's division of the Utah Talent Competition, uh, leading to other television singing appearances. Um, apparently, he was on American Idol, and he's a super mormo. Ah. Uh. Like, I, I actually thought that it was going to be like some like Mormon leader or something that she was supposed to like take... like. Uh, you know, solace from or whatever, but no, it's just like another singing Mormon. And that's the thing with any, anything involving talent or, oh. I guess, a trained skill. You have to work at that. It's not something you just have. And I feel music in particular. Some people just have pleasant voices, and some people don't. True. I mean, you could write music for other people if you're really into music and you don't have a good singing voice. Well, she's not even talking about... I don't even know if she's singing. I think she she may... She's just a Mormon guitar girl, Alex. Is she going to uh, be playing, like, classical guitar for them? Because if not, just playing chord progressions is going to get old super fast. I mean, uh, truly. But I think she's going to be inspired by the Lord to play beautiful musics in the Mormon tradition of David Archuleta. Um, I... Like, I feel like Mormon Guitar Girl, again, as we've set up, like, these, this is the perfect audience. They don't care, they can't hear, and they're dying. So, um, perfect audience. Also, like, you could be, like, a big fish in the tiniest of Mormon ponds. Uh -huh. Because David Archuleta, um, I had no idea who the fuck this was, and apparently he's, like, uh, he's, like, uh, like, Mormons love him. He's, like, the new Donny Osmond. Look, if you can become a Christian on the, uh, church touring scene you're gonna clean up mm -hmm. yeah churches will get you what you make a hundred some not a hundred dollars a night but you'll make hundreds of dollars a night if you get to the big churches Definitely. tour your region i mean more of a guitar girl I'm, it could get big for you in a small way you don't have to be the next pop megastar yeah you're not lord like, in australia doing stuff you're more of a guitar true. girl work on your own platform 
Just be a Mormon guitar girl. Um, because, like, listen, think about the Prussian Blue, those little Nazi girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they, they sold lots of albums to, like, white supremacist Nazis. They're terrible. <laughs> They're just fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, People love but- them. But, like, it's a big fish, small pond. So you you can be the Prussian blue of uh, Mormon Guitar Girls. But you have to be okay with that, Mormon Guitar Girl. So and we're telling like, you to either be okay with it, practice makes perfect. Alex, she's super okay. If she's okay with anything, it's being a, a fish in a Mormon pond. Mormon Guitar Girl, oh. get up on that stage. Get up on that stage. Record oh. yourself. Again, make sure you think you sound good because you should know. You should know, right? See, that's yeah. That's something that, especially in the like design school, and Brad, I know you saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Some people just don't know how, don't know what good is, and it boggles Very my true. fucking mind. When I, Very whenever true. I design something, I look to my peers as like high caliber designers and think this is my competition. Mm-hmm. Um, mobile app stuff. I look at the best mobile apps and like this is what we should be doing. I have to be performing at this level or above all the time other people don't do that and i don't understand no if you want to be like that was it leto what was the guy's name uh, david archuleta if you want to be an archuleta are you performing at his level if not work harder not just work harder understand because working hard doesn't necessarily mean you're working hard on the right thing to get what you want you have to know what you need to do Yeah, you have to work hard, not just put lots of time in. Yeah. That's something else that um, people don't understand about the creative world. And that also blows my mind. Yeah. I could I mean I don't wanna I don't wanna tell tales out of school, literally. I don't wanna there were some designers in my class, they was like, I just spend hours on this and I'm like, You're spending hours on the wrong thing, guys. Yeah, you're, you're spending hours on garbage. You're spending Stop hours it. on garbage. That's exact garbage is gonna be garbage no matter what you do with it. What, are you going to melt it down and make it into raw materials? You're still going to make garbage. It's something else. Uh, I I didn't mean to... Collected works of K.L. Sabin. Um, Look, look, look. I didn't mean to get us on a a sidetrack. I'm just saying that I think that's an important thing to tell people in general. Yeah. Hey, are you a creative groomer? I don't know what the pinnacle of your profession is, but I can tell you everything I've seen so far is shit. So... (laughs) Seriously. Someone's got to step up that game. Someone's got to step it up. Oh, oh. Alex, uh, I think we've done good work giving Mormon Cargirl, um, oh, wait, 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 wait. She posted that on December 18th, but what's this? Yesterday at 11 o'clock? Huh? Staying confident, question mark? What do slash would you do? Hi, guys. I'm just a Mormon guitar girl. Uh. Sometimes I lack confidence in my talents, and it makes me feel really stupid. It's like, I know what they are in my heart, but I feel like sometimes maybe I'm totally wrong about them. I know I'm right. About being wrong about them or about... (laughs) I know I'm right as I've had so many confirmations of them over the years, and I cannot deny them, yet I can't shake the feeling that I'm wrong. I'm afraid Heavenly Father is disappointed in me after he's given me all these confirmations and all this help. How do you stay confident in your talents? What should I do to feel better? I don't want to waste my gifts. Thanks so much. Mormon Guitar Girl. Like, what is the deal? You posted one question on Thursday asking, oh, I'm, I'm worried about this guitar thing. I'm really, I'm not confident in my skills. And then the next day, you're like, I feel really, <laughs> like, get some, you need some confidence more yeah. on Guitar Girl. You got to get on that stage and it'll either break you or it'll make you. 
But you got to get up there, Boba Guitar Girl. You got to get up there. I love that the first question was very specific about the actual problem with the guitar thing. And then this next one, it's like, it's basically the same question, but it's more broad. I guess so people that don't have guitar experience can comment. Um, I don't know. Like, this is kooky. Which is interesting. Very interesting. Isn't it, though? And it's not really guitar experience so much as showmanship and experience and doubting yourself, right? Oh. Yes, um, Look, I, I just—it's hard to play in front of people. As someone who's done it many times at summer, even summer camps, it's a little hard. And, uh, but you just got to do it. Well, we're guitar, you just got to get up there and do it. Maybe it's not for you though. You'll know. Well, yeah. and old people who can't hear are the best people. The, the only audience that yes. you could be- the best audience you could hope for at this point. Um, Polar Vortex says. <clears throat> Perhaps your discomfort comes from your concern that it might not go well, and that you're locked into a commitment and can't wiggle out of it easily, question mark. What? I wouldn't be so quick to ascribe to Satan things that may be rooted in simple timidness and nervousness of doing things for the first time. Wait, did she ever mention anything about the I, I, demons no, I'm going being back, involved? I'm going back to the... I, no, she did in the previous one. I was, I was going oh, back okay. to that one. Um, she said she thought Satan might be influencing her or something, some such nonsense. It's not like you're flying a plane solo for the first time or doing your first brain surgery. Fuck you, Polar Vortex. Yeah, Polar Vortex, fuck you. What's the worst that can happen? Your fingers hit a few wrong keys? Um, it's not a keytar, dummy. <laughs> she's not playing a key, she's not a Mormon keytar girl. <laughs> um, uh, get the instrument right, Vortex. Oh, boy. I don't think the Earth will stop rotating if you hit a couple of clunkers, and your elderly audience might not hear them anyway. On that, we agree. Okay, I'll get Polar Vortex. That was the truth. <laughs> um, I would go to the... Oh, boy, here we go. Here's Polar Vortex putting his two cents in. I love... Smarmy fucker, I hate him. <laughs> I would go to the nursing home and tell them you're interested, but that you think a trial period, one hour, one day, one week, one month, whatever would give you the information you need to decide if this whole thing is a good idea or not. It's not like she signed a contract and she's, like, locked into, like, a year of weekly, of daily performances. <laughs> what do you think? She's a Mormon guitar girl, Polar Vortex. She's gonna go, like, once a month and play, like, guitar in, the, like, the dining room with old people shuffle around aimlessly. This, what are you talking about a trial? There's no, it's all a trial period. <sighs> After your trial period, you you decide for whatever reason you don't wish to press ahead. Thank the nursing home graciously and move on. I sort of have a rule in my own life about this. I bet you do. <laughs> I never accept long-term commitment for anything on first request, but I'm happy to try it out for a short time and see if it works. Ugh, you're the worst. Uh... If it doesn't, I back out with a perfectly clear conscience. Uh, well, then you're just like a douche, you smug fucker. It's unclear how this will play out the first time I get a calling, and it probably explains why there is no Miss Polar Vortex. Oh, Whoa. there we go. Okay, Polar. Truth, truth, truth. Someone just did. Someone just set off a truth bomb. <laughs> oh. The reason you're not Miss Polar Vortex, by the way, is because you're a smarmy fuck. Yeah. Mm, I think. Blah, 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 blah. Proceed with confidence. Listen to your mother, and the praying thing is okay. I pray silently before I do any public speaking. But if you saw some of my audiences, you'd pray too. Probably in tongues. Oh, smiley face. I, I'm so clever. I'm so alone. Probably I'm in tongues. I'm just a polar vortex. I'm just a polar vortex. <laughs> spinning out of control over the northern hemisphere. I'm a polar vortex of cold loneliness. Bringing sobering reality to the lower uh, uh, polar vortex. Chill. Well, we need to. Can we take a minute to address polar vortex? 
Always. Dude, <laughs> does Roller Vortex ask any questions of the community, or is he just a commenter? I that's what I was looking to see. Cause I wanna, I wanna answer some of his questions. Seriously though. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, Brad. Don't just go. Oh. Oh. Cola. Oh. Oh no! Wait. These these are these are comments. Okay. I I thought this was I I thought it was his, but he's. Thought it was two paragraphs of preamble, and then thing is, and then the actual question comes out. Okay, um, well, no, because I saw a post, and uh, he, the first one I see is Holiday Blues, and I was like, oh, that's bad. But I realized it's him commenting on somebody else's post. Um, now, here's things he's posted. Alex, you're going to love this. Sweet. New Karen Armstrong book. Interesting review of Karen Armstrong's new book, In Salon of All Places. With a title of Richard Dawkins is Wrong, might be a good read if you're tired of arguing with anti-religion people who keep trotting out those same tired arguments about religion being a unique source of violence in the world. Alright, guys, guys, if you haven't listened to the back catalog, uh, we have definitely dealt with Karen fucking Armstrong before. Ugh. Fuck that bitch. Yeah, I mean... And of course, of course, she's written a book called Richard Dawkins is Wrong, and of course, Polar Vortex is a big fan of it. That seems oddly specific. (sighs) Like, I mean, as far as, like, why would you target Richard Dawkins? I mean, we've talked about it before. I mean, he can be a jerk. He's sexist many times. But that's, I mean, that's him. His ideas, as far as, like, the fact that gods aren't real pretty i mean come on well you know karen armstrong has built a career of being a, a fucking mealy mouth fucking bullshit agnostic uh well we can never really know uh you know that's very the spiritual is very important and uh god's are important in people's lives so we should respect that fuck that fuck you karen armstrong Brian, oh, i hate her you say it all the time the thing about respecting you don't have to respect other people's ideas which, again, that kind of goes back to the whole point of people like poor little uh, Barbara Guitar Girl who don't really understand, don't know what good is as far as music, perhaps, or even showmanship. Mm-hmm. But goodness, the more and more I hear some stuff like this, the more I'm like, that is totally true. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> Respect is not free. I mean, Karen Armstrong has done a lot of research into religion, and she does know a lot about, I guess, religious history and how it was made. Sure. But you don't have to, like, res- I don't understand where the word respect even comes in there. You're knowledgeable of it. I don't have to the- respect it? How can you respect just random nonsense? That- and, like, Karen Armstrong is, like, the worst offender. Guys, uh, if you go into the back catalog, I know we did a super solid rant about Karen Armstrong back in the day. Um... I'll try to find a link to that, put it on the wiki, uh, which I'm back to updating now. Um, she, like, yeah, she is very educated, which is what pisses me off more. Because she knows that all of, like, the religious stuff is not real. She knows that she, Moses didn't exist, Jesus doesn't exist. Yeah. So, I've if read. you know all these things are mythology, yeah. then what is this respect you're having? I, I mean, I've read the history of God. She admits to it in the thing. She's like, look, I mean, she's an agnostic herself and she's like look i know that none of it's real but i th- i guess Ugh. the question there which I'm, I'm assuming that this guy obviously polar vortex is getting wrong is whether you should respect other people's ideas when it comes to nonsense about reality that's a whole other broader question and i would err on the side of brad and perhaps richard Dawkins. that no you don't have to respect other people's nonsense no karen armstrong you're wrong we should write a book 
uh, we should make a podcast dedicated to Ram Jack, Karen Armstrong, the Karen Armstrong is Wrong podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, Special edition? Hmm. If we go back to Polar Vortex, here's another one of his posts. Diversity. <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez. So Today Polar Vortex mail- is just bringing out comments like, hey, guys, you might want to check this out. Today in the mail, I got a voter exploratory Republican presidential preference polling ballot. I'm not a Republican, so it's unclear why I got this, but whatever. It was an exhaustive list of everyone who they thought could be a GOP candidate for president in 2016. I scanned the list and saw that only 59.4% of the candidates were white, non-Hispanic men. The other 40.6% were Kelly Ayotte, Herman Cain, Ben Carson, Ted Cruz, Nikki Haley, Bobby Jindal, Suzanne Martinez, Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin? Uh, don't wish thinking she's running. Uh, Condoleezza... Oh, okay, non-Hispanic men. All right, so, okay. Uh, all right, I was like... Uh, Wait, wait, Sarah Palin's white, okay. But, okay, we're counting, all right. Sarah Palin, Condoleezza Rice, Marco Rubio, Brian Sandoval, my own governor, Tim Scott, and Alan West. America's multiracial future is closer than we think. Long may our melting pot melt. (laughs) Oh. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I... I can't. I I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. So I guess we're. I guess we're. Uh, we're I guess we're. Racism's dead. Probably. Um, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like these are all. You just named like some of the worst humans ever. Yeah. <laughs> like what are you talking about? Guess racism is not a thing anymore. You idiot. Oh, our, our multiracial future is closer than we think. First of all, what do you, we already have a multiracial yeah. like. The future world, has so. been here for a while, guy. Also, the idea of the melting pot, like that's we don't do, we don't that's that's outdated. We don't know that kind of weird. Not, okay, the thinking that the melting pot stuff has always kind of bothered me, even as a child, because mm-hmm. like Brad just said, and as we all know, humans have been different for a long time. Yeah, I, like we celebrate diversity. Yeah, not the melting pot. Like we don't. I, ugh. Ugh, like you just want every you just when uh, whenever when somebody starts talking about um like racism is over uh oh we live in a melting pot world what they really mean is listen everything is getting whiter <laughs> so it's okay which is Ugh. which is sad Brad um I hate to do this because mm-hmm. I know this is gonna make you furious but I'm curious um oh the book that uh Polar Vortex is actually talking about. Uh, regarding Karen Armstrong is called Fields of Blood, Religion in the History of Violence. If I can just read you two paragraphs from the synopsis of the book. Please do. Okay. Countering the atheist claim that believers are by default violent fanatics and religion is the cause of all major wars. What? Uh, Karen Armstrong demonstrates that religious faith is not inherently violent. There's so much wrong in that first sentence and assuming a lot. Yeah. Like, I I can't see because of all the straw men. In fact, the world's major religions have throughout their history displayed ambivalent attitudes toward aggression and warfare. 
What? At times they have no. yeah. At times they have allied themselves with states and empires for protection or to further their influence. At others they have tried to curb state oppression at and times. Yeah, at times specifically. And work for peace and justice. While human beings what? have a natural uh uh, yeah, disposition toward aggression, collective violence, and uh-huh. warfare emerged in a, at a certain period, at a certain point in history, when the invention of agriculture created a society and state based on uh, accumulation of wealth. For most of history, our destructive potential could have been contained, but with an industrialized warfare and all-powerful state of modern age, humanity is on the brink of destroying itself. Fuck Karen, this fucking cunt. What are you talking about? First off, everything, the first sentence is, we should have just stopped there. Countering the atheist claim that believers by default are violent fanatics and that religion causes all major wars? No! No. 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 I think I've said a million times that luckily uh, most people are more moral than their religions. Yeah. Um, Now, the religions are heinously immoral, absolutely. Um, But, like, what was that? Give me that one more time. I understand, friend. It's weird. The first time I read it, I was offended. Countering the atheist claim that believers are by default violent fanatics and religion is the cause for all major wars. Atheists claim two things. Well, three, really. First and foremost, that gods aren't real. That's besides the point. But that is what atheists claim. They also claim that all believers of religions are violent by default. That is not true. As an atheist, I no. can tell you emphatically that I don't believe that and or... No. Yeah, that's a weird, does. loaded statement. No human being would think all people are inherently violent. I mean, there is a predisposition toward violence during certain things, but I mean, she even says that later. But that's like an animalistic... That's outside of society. Yeah. And The problem is well, people's beliefs affect their actions. Yeah, and that's something else. It really you, depends on the individual. Yeah. But if your beliefs are like, if your beliefs are immoral and based on nonsense, then you can be led to terrible actions. Absolutely, and yeah, yeah, religion definitely plays a part there. But like, that's oh, that's such fucking bullshit. Okay, so three things that atheists claim: believers by default are violent fanatics. No, nope. Gods aren't real. Truth. Truth. <laughs> and that religion is the cause of all major wars. Nope. No. Nope. No, a lot of major, a lot, but not all. The Punic Wars weren't religious. Mm, true. That was just one country hating the fuck out of another country because of trade things. I'm sure they spun religion into it. I'm sure oh, we can yeah. look and find it that because in. religion is because a way to get other people who aren't that smart, are very strong-willed, or maybe a little anxious about getting on stage to play their music in front of the elderly. <laughs> it gets those oh. people involved. I'm I'm looking at the at the Amazon uh, um, uh, editorial review right now. Uh, does religion re- lead to violence? This is the question that Karen Armstrong, erudite former nun, asks in Field of Blood: Religion and History of Violence. Her answer is no. Uh, my answer is yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes for sure. Or more specifically, that religion it is not itself a source of violence. Um, yeah, sure it is. Like, what about all those things where it says, like, uh, like, uh, do not suffer a witch to live. Like, oh, like, the killing of homosexuals. Like, what's all that? What's all that? Yeah. The laws about, like, how, how about a slave, and as long as you don't kill your slave, it's fine. Like, there's a lot of shit. Like, it's, yeah. You, you're fucking, oh, I hate her. I hate her. I hate her so much. 
because it's such fucking bullshit. And she knows, she knows like the like the actual history about what's behind this shit. She knows it's not real. So what are you respecting? Because it's it's that fucking argument when people are like, well, no, I'm not religious, but I think I think it's I think it's you know some people need it. No, you, you they don't. No, they fucking don't. That's the most condescending fucking bullshit to think people are so dumb or they're so sad or they're so pathetic or well they're just not they're not able to handle a world without religion. They need it because they need a crutch because well, it's it's the most condescending thing you're just saying people are too fucking dumb to live without religion and fuck you for thinking that it's so i mean but what is religion at its at its core i mean granted it's like an escapism fan like it's trying to explain things in the natural world that don't happen at one at one point and at another i guess it's a code of living or something i mean if it's people need that, I mean, yeah, it's a club. It's a lot of different things. It's a loaded word, religion. Do people need to go to? Do people need to adhere to a rigid, I guess, set of rules because a fantasy deity did it? No, you should do that because you should want to. You should try to be curious about the world and, I guess, why is ethics it, why is and it things. The, Come on. Like, almost every person that's fucking religious in the world is a. Is some was how, somehow just born into the correct religion, and all the religions I mean, are yeah. wrong. I mean, yeah. I, I, these are these are arguments I mean, over and over again that it's like, guys, stop being idiots. Uh, you just happen to be whatever religion you are because of the world that you grew up in. I mean, we're products of our environments and times. We all know this. Oingo Boingo got it right. Um, what's awesome, as an aside, is that I have uh, my messages from my phone that go to my computer. So sometimes I'll just hear a ding. And when I said, after I said everything I just said, the computer had made a dinging sound like I was right. That was awesome. <laughs> nice. Wonderful timing knows. of causality. Mac knows. My question, Brad, though, is, is Karen Armstrong, I mean, obviously, she's one of those kind of pseudo-spiritual people. By that, I mean, she's educated in all of this. She realizes it's wrong, or like, not real. But yet she chooses, for some reason, to still kind of believe in a spirituality of things, which is strange. Oh, and maybe it's, in her, it's worse. It's worse. I mean, well, it's worse because she's muddling the word spiritual. Um, to her, it means something very different than one of those New Age people. I mean, come on. My question is, why did she write this book? And why did she make two audacious claims in the first sentence? Is this the platform she's trying to work on? Is she targeting the audience? Did her publisher want her to do this? I just I mean, don't know, man. I mean, given but I mean, given what I know authors have to do to actually publish books these days and how all of that works. Yeah, but like, I mean, sure. I, I could definitely be, you know, copy that somebody else is writing because she's trying to sell books. I get that. But like... I, her her general thesis is the fucking problem. Yeah. Like, like why would you write something like this? Because there's no chance that like, I, I like the very thesis of the question of her book can easily be answered with like a well yeah religion's sometimes the problem um causing these major events sometimes it's not like that's the only that's the only way she can end this book because it's not like she can really whitewash everything and say oh religion doesn't cause any problems because that's clearly bullshit and like yeah. she's educated enough to know that and she's not going to say that so at the end of the book she's going to be like oh well you know a lot of the times religion doesn't cause problems uh, sometimes it's a good thing and she's going to make up a lot of bullshit excuses for why well sometimes it's good. Sometimes it does good things. It gives um, charity, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, what are you fucking talking about? What are you talking about? I, dude, the What's whole... What's the point of this? The charity bullshit is also kind of weird. The more mm-hmm. that you learn about how that's funded and how that actually works, 
yeah. you start to think, oh, this is kind of set up by, I mean, I don't want to get into all of it right now, but it's it's shady as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's weird. I it's We got a weird system in place. I would say emphatically that religion, by and large, is much more trouble than it's worth and not worth anything. Other than fun stories, it's a wonderful place to grab, I guess, source material to write neat stories. It's entertainment at the very best. <laughs> at the very at best. The very best. <laughs> at the very best, it's entertainment. At the very best, it's a freak show. Yeah. At the worst, it's ruining the world. At the worst, it's ruining the world. Mormon guitar girl, get up on that stage. Find the confidence to leave your religion. Polar vortex, quit being the Shut worst. Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up, Polar Vortex. And the rest of the... Hey, and to the rest of the Mormons, we're listening. We will always be here to uh, to help. To help you get back on track. It's our passion. It's what we do. I feel... If I, I, had, if, I, if I had two solstice wishes... Okay. One, of course, would be for a golden doodle in my arms, like, right now. Just, like, just like petting a little cute little golden doodle. When's the um, deadline for that? The cutoff date... Um, uh, New, New Year's. If it's like 2015, like I should be holding a golden doodle in my arms. So you guys want to get on that? Um, if more than one golden doodle arrives, awesome, cool. Like, what's up, little Kramer? What's up, little Metternich? Like, it's great, fine. What if you got cool. three golden doodles? Because you got the two yeah. names. What's the third name? Uh, well, well, you know uh, that problem could happen. Party. We could have a straight. Oh, you're like David, straight up party. It's gonna be straight up party. Like, what's up, straight up party? <laughs> Um, listen, if we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, I just but don't I don't, want you I don't, to be overwhelmed, friend. It, impossible. Impossible. So just, just send those cute little pups my way. Um, again, if we don't reach our, if we don't reach our goal uh, by New Year's, then maybe we'll reevaluate. We'll set a new goal. But I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to let people like slack. I want you to get on this now. Act while the iron is hot. Um, so just get on that. But my second wish, my second wish would for would for all the Mormons to have their to have the advice they need from non-Mormon sources. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Why don't? Yeah, yeah. And I'm afraid Mormon guitar girl isn't gonna find it because she only because she can't even deal with like the the Mormon books in the Christian section. It's like it's too filthy for her. I, so I, I, I tried to type in to the internet while we were um, chatting because it just boggled my mind. I tried to type in dirty Christian fiction just to see using her own vernacular to mm-hmm. see if is that like a subgenre? Like what is this? It isn't. But I did come across dirty Christian pickup lines, but. Those were just, like, actually ended up being normal pickup lines just with a Christian twist. Like, can I touch you? I want to tell my friends I touched an angel. I was touched by an angel or something. Weird shit. Like, just this is the worst, corniest things. One was, like, do do you believe in love by appointment? Which I guess is the Christian ideal, and it has to be Protestant, that God handpicks a lover for you. Ugh. See, that's the shit about religion that's ruining things. The fact that it's like, yeah, God, God, there's one person out there for you. Which isn't really religion's fault per se, but it persists in it for some reason. Because it doesn't say that anywhere in any religious text that I know of. Ugh. Whether it be Christian or Hindu or... There's not just one person out there for anybody, and it doesn't say that. It's the Christian culture that is... It's the religious cultures that ruin the world. Ugh, gross. Gross, gross, gross. Straight up gross. Brad... Maybe we should maybe we should delve into something a little bit more lighthearted. Guys, it's that super special time of the year 
where we talk about the 12 days of Christmas. It's the 12 dates of Christmas my true love gave to me. A happy holiday. Oh, guys, we're going to talk about a little movie. Uh, it's called The 12 Dates of Christmas. Um, starring Mark Paul Kostler and... Uh, is it Amy Smart? Um, perhaps. It is Amy Smart. It's Amy Smart, guys. Oh, so, uh, um, as we do, uh, we're going to be summarizing this in 60 seconds. But as we did last time, I think we should... Uh, one of us will start and the other one will pick up. Alex, do you want to start this time? Um, sh- or, no, I started start. last time. I started yeah. last. Yeah, I'll start this time, and then I'll tell you when you can go. The cre- I, This is the hard part. This is the hard part. We gotta find a. We gotta find a happy medium in this. We do. We found it last time. Brad, before we get into uh, all of this, have you been watching any holiday classics recently? Since we're gonna be talking oh. about what will soon be a holiday classic, and everyone's like the twelve dates of Christmas, perhaps. What other holiday I things mean, have you been getting into? Well, of course, I've been watching all the classics. I've been watching some Muppet Family Christmas, obviously. Oh yeah. Been watching some He-Man and She-Ra Christmas. She-Ra. Obviously. Like that terrible fucking Christmas song. <laughs> um, because I live with a four-year-old now, and he's awesome. He watches tons of Christmas stuff. So we've been watching Home Alone, which is just as awesome as it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but we watched the Jim Carrey Grinch. Ah. Not as bad as I remember people claiming it was. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's a just... it's a fun ride. It is a fun ride. Um, that's all you can say about it. Yeah. Um, I went on a date to see The Grinch. Oh, did you? Uh, hold up. Uh, stop everything. Twelve <laughs> 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 dates of Christmas can wait because Brad has a little Christmas date of his own. Tell us no, about this Christmas date. There's no, there's nothing to talk about. You guys just <laughs> went to the, hey, you want to go to The Grinch? Nah. Yeah, we went to see The Grinch. Yeah. You saw The Grinch and then we're like, all right, I'll call you. And then never called her. <laughs> Was it because she no. loved it or because she hated it? I no, we went to see it because like it was in the theater and it was like, oh, there's this Grinch thing. Do you want to go see that? Sure. So we went to see it. Like, there's really nothing. There's there's absolute there's zero story there whatsoever. No. Uh, no. Uh, like back in the day. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Weird song choices, though, in that Grinch thing. Yeah. Weird noses things. Like, the prosthetic nose, it looked too real. It, yeah. it hit an uncanniness that, I wouldn't say the Dark Crystal hit, that terrified me at first, even as an adult band. It's fine. I will say, um, I, I, we were uh, clearly, like, super observant, because we, we, were, we, we noticed that the, the guy that played the father was shockingly really good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, later I find out it's Bill Irwin... Um, like the the uh, famous, he's like a, he's a famous mime and a clown and like amazing physical actor. So clearly, I had amazing taste even as a as a teenager. Nice. So Alex, today um, I will be starting the summary of the twelve dates of Christmas, and then at the thirty second mark, uh, you'll be taking over. All right. So uh, do you want me to do you want me to let you know when or? I'm also keeping time on this end, so we'll get okay. an approximation. I'll be All able right. to feel when you're going to pass it off. All right. Give me one second. I just want to look and see what her name is. Kate. That's right. Kate. Kate. Kate and Miles. I was going to say Zach Morris, but yeah. True. Miles works as well. Um, guys, just to let you know, this is not an easy feat. 
we have to make sure mm-hmm. we don't go over a minute and we have to make sure that we get within 50 t- seconds to a minute or we're chumps if, holiday if, chumps well, are the worst if you go over, then you lose. If you're un- if you're ridiculously under, then you're a chump. I guess and you don't want to be a holiday chump. The best place to be is between fifty eight and a minute. <laughs> clearly, clearly, that's like that's, that's the that's gold that's, that's gold. We can do this. I have faith in you. All right, I have faith in you, and in our Lord, <laughs> Doctor David Hassel. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I, yeah. May he celebrate the holidays in peace. Happy Hoffsmas. <laughs> Oh, that's a thing. That's gonna happen. Hmm. Um, speaking of which, um, if if oh. you're in the UK right now, um, you could you could be seeing uh, uh, Dr. David Hasselhoff doing uh, um, a Peter Pan uh, in Panto, um, which if you're not gonna see a Christopher Walken Peter Pan, you see a David Hasselhoff that Peter Pan. That would be I awesome. Mean, come on, come on. Like those. Are, I just want to see. I just want to see a movie called The Two uh, Captain Hooks now. That would be that'd be. There's the new Peter Pan movie coming out. That's like a prequel where we see how Captain Hook became the captain. No, thank you. It looks Is like it played by Christopher Walken. In the trailer, or Dr. David Hasselhoff. No, it's just some dude. In the trailer, it makes that. it look like Peter Pan is a dick, a kid that's just like evil, which is pretty cool. Um, also, I have to say this randomly. I was out, um, shopping. This was weeks ago. And out of nowhere, I hear, I recognize David Hasselhoff's voice on the loudspeaker. They're playing his music. And I don't remember what store it was, but it's like like his deep cuts. Because (laughs) what's that one song? It's like talking about freedom or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was on. And I was looking around, looking at other people to see if they noticed or what. Because you never hear a David Hasselhoff song ever unless you seek it out. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always there. Like, my heart is filled with uh, Hasselhoff songs and Golden Doodles. But, like, it's chock full. But to hear him, well, all of mine start with, ah, and like, I can't do a trumpet sound right now, but yeah. And then it goes in, talking about freedom. But just to hear that was so delightful. It made my Amazing. it made my day ten times better instantly. That's the power of our Lord. Nice. <laughs> but yes, we need to harness his... Harness his, harness his gifts. Um, take the affirmations he's given you, um, the conf- the confirmations of spirit, and we've got to summarize this. Alex, please count me in. I'm ready for this. All right. On go. Three, two, one, go. All right, guys. Kate's having issues. Uh, she's still obsessed with her ex-boyfriend. Uh, she wants to get back together with him, but she, ah, she's not going to happen. Uh, she goes and hangs out with a friend. She's all sad about her life. All shit's falling apart. She falls, hits her head. She wakes up. Oh, gosh, what's happening? She keeps reliving the same day over and over again. She's meeting this, these weirdo people. All these people, they have shitty lives, and she's meeting Mark Paul Gossler, who's Miles, and is like a friend of like her stepmother. It's really fucking weird. Um, they're going to fall in love, but can they? Because she keeps fucking things up over and over again. So she ends up completely not wanting her ex back, which was the big thing. And then she learns to really love herself. She goes out and gets a tattoo one day, dyes her hair. She makes cookies with a kooky neighbor. She begins to befriend the people around her and realizes not everything is about her. And that's the crux where everything changes. And then she finally lives the perfect uh, day. And her and Zach Morris get together as it should be. And that is the 12 Dates of Christmas. Nice. Nice work, nice work. I got 58.4 seconds. Same here. Yes. I'm talking about freedom. <laughs> Thanks, David. That was a chore. That was. 
I honestly because I was like, sure what, what the hell do you even, what the hell do you set up? Because uh. I mean, because you can't go too deep into the stories. I mean, and it is basically Groundhog's Day. Well, it's a poor yeah. man's Groundhog's Day because Groundhog's Day gets into like. I don't know, deep existential thoughts for a yeah, comedy at, at this level. This doesn't. It has weird voiceover work. Like, well, that's besides the point. I, this, the problem with this movie is like, it's like, you know, Groundhog Day, like he, he keeps reliving the day over and over again. Like, you know, then he uses it, you know, there's a point where like he learns to play the piano. You know, he does a lot of things with this extra time. Um, she's got 12 days. And I didn't realize she was only going to have, like, 12 versions of the day. Neither did I. Well, also, I it's don't not know, even a whole day. I don't know if she knew, actually. Does she ever yeah. really become aware of this? I it's think... only, like, on that last one. Like, I think I think at the end of it, where she's like, oh, my gosh, it's 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> well, it's 12 days of Christmas Eve, so, but, but it's not even a day, because it's, like, it's, because she's about to go to, like, her work, like, Christmas party, which... It seems to be pretty early in the afternoon, so I'm going to give a generous 3 p.m. So, 3 p.m. Um, also, she's working Christmas Eve until, like, 3 p.m. and then having a Christmas party at work. And then she still has to go to her parents that night. There's a lot of shit happening at that 3 p.m. Really until is. midnight. She lucked out as far as being caught up in yeah. this crazy magic. I feel like maybe <coughs> they should have done a thing where it was, like, a week. Like, she should have relived one week 12 times. Because there's too much shit happening in these few hours. Christmas because, like, clearly, time, yeah. there's days there's there's days where she's going through the iteration where she, she was, she's going to try to do different things. But in my mind, I keep thinking, there's no way she's going to be able to do all of these things, like, if when she gets down to the, 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 the final day. Because there's no... Because, like, one day she spends, like, a whole day, like, tracking down this runaway kid. And in the end, I was like, did she find the runaway kid in this time? (laughs) (laughs) We see him at the Christmas party in the end, so I guess she did somehow, but... Again, on on that 12th day, she just did everything. Like, a, I think you're like the eleventh day should have been like her, tr- like a like a rough like run where she tries to do it all and then she like doesn't have time. There's a lot of yeah, that would be great. There's a lot of weird kind of muddled things with this and the concept of it. Like like you're saying, it's not days. Yeah. Um, it really is maybe like this title suggests, but again, it's a weird concept. She goes on twelve dates over and over and over again. Right. Which is the weird part. But sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. At midnight, it resets. It's a very strange thing. And how did sometimes I was like, how did she get the dog? Yeah, yeah. Because okay, all right. So the thing is, like, she's 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 really obsessed with her ex. Um, turns out, oh no, he's gonna get engaged to some to some girl that he went to high school with, which gross. Um, they reconnected at a. I almost said family reunion. They reconnected at a high school reunion, and they headed off. And they, you know, he had just broken up with Kate here. And he was like, I like to imagine that it's 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 actually the guy <laughs> from Holidays. That would be and great. There's, there's just like a there's like a whirlwind of like weird time anomalies and parallel dimensions just traveling through the Earth, but like sweeping through these people's lives. Oh yeah, that oh yeah, I buy that. So that's that's basically how it starts because at her Christmas party, she's got her friend there that's like all it's like God, I just want a man. And then, like, this dude comes up that's like, so, when's creative getting out? You want to go for a drink? She's like, pass. Kate, what are you up to? And Kate's like, I'm obsessing over my ex-boyfriend. I'm getting him the perfect gift. I'm going to go meet him after this. Hmm. Like, you're going to buy him a $250 sweater? First of all, like, 
that dude, like, no, you're not going to win a guy back with a $250 sweater. No. Like, that's not how dudes work. Nope. At all. <laughs> like, listen, I love a sweater. I'm wearing a sweater right now. It tastes it's very, very nice. nice sweater. I got, got it on Black Friday. Great bargain. Love it. But, like, like no chick's winning me with a sweater. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Like, no. It's not going to. No. So she's doing that, but also she's it's it's all under the veil of she wants to see the dog because since they broke up, like she hasn't gotten to see which super cute dog. Oh yeah, I completely understand. I would snatch it. Um, he could be my fourth dog. <laughs> A fourth dog with no name. Exactly. Listen, at that at that, at that point, we we need to start doing some deep cuts. I got to do some deep historical research to find proper dog names. Tostig. That'd be a cool dog name. Aw, Tostig. That would be a... That's... Yeah. His name is Tostig. I do love the idea of naming pets, like, old historical names. Absolutely. It's, like, the best. Listen, technology and dog pals, I believe, purely historical names. Gotta go with it. Um, so, I... She sets up a meeting with him so she can give him this ridiculous present and get the dog. Like, what's this custody agreement with the dog? Yeah. Cause yikes, 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 yikes! You like, oh, you can't share a dog. Like that's weird. Not if you would have put it in compete mode. Like, like I feel like sharing a dog would be worse than sharing a child. Like can't, can't. Look, if you have a creative sculptor in the house, you're not sharing the dog. That person owns, oh. is doing it. But you're right. So she and then her friend at the dinner party, uh, like the dinner party at the holiday party at the office, is like. Um, bitch, you're not gonna win him back with this. She basically said the same thing me and Brad just said. Yeah. Your dog thing is weird. Um, what are you doing later tonight? She's like, I've also got a date. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're gonna go try to win your boyfriend back and then go on a date? You ain't ready for that. She's like, well, it's a favor to a friend, my mom, or somebody. And like, I, yeah. And I, I couldn't understand the relation because at first I thought that Mark Paul Gosler was the son of the stepmom. Yeah. So it was like, so it's your new stepbrother? But no, apparently that's not the case. I think it's like, it is still like some connection, but I think it's like like nephew or like uh, something. Some distant relation. Yeah. So she's going to go have a drink with him, blow him off, and hopefully, you know, get back to blowing her other dude. So she is at the store getting the sweater, right? Yeah, yeah. She's getting the sweater, and then like some, like some woman like sprays her with perfume, and then like... Uh, well, she descends the escalator, which, Brad, you know, that's always trouble. That'll, that'll, that'll kill you. <laughs> that, Stay away from it. That them. will put you, the movement of an escalator with you moving without you moving, mm-hmm. will start a time anomaly in a heartbeat. Definitely. Listen, it's it's like a fucking cosmic treadmill. Like, stay off of those things. Can't do it. That couple... You, know, you, know, you, you, never, see the, you never see the flash on on an escalator Ooh. because if, if the flash were to go down an escalator he would probably find himself in the 1850s like you just can't do it yeah so as you're going down an escalator hearing the song 12 days of christmas mm-hmm. and it's at the and it has to be it has to be sung by a choir Ooh. and it has to be the final verse of the song as you descend then you get sprayed in the face with this perfume mm-hmm you get put into, you get caught in the time vortex, you spin, yeah. fall, lose consciousness, and when you wake up, you're trapped in a yeah. loop that lasts for 12 days. 
it's so weird because like uh, you know we never know what's really causing this like we see like we see her like falling here and then like getting you know hitting her head and whatever and like passing out and then like later at the end of like the 24-hour cycle we see this like qvc commercial where like there's like a like a like a little pendant that's like its eyes lighting so it's always like so what's the thing ca causing this I, I get that these are like the two endpoints but like what is that qvc thing controlling time is like the perfume what's what's causing this so weird i have no idea uh. But she and um, she never even questions it, which I guess it, within twelve days, how would you have time? But yeah, but she's helped up by like a store manager and the perfume girl, girl and some guy who later will find out his name is Jim. Oh, Jim. <laughs> oh, Jim. <laughs> oh boy. I, I honestly, I, I was more concerned about Jim's faith than anyone else's. <laughs> Jim and the neighbor. I was like, I those were the only two characters I had any investment in whatsoever. <laughs> Because I was like, clearly they they gotta put them together at some point, right? Oh yeah. Because like these are just two sad sack old people. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> get it together, Kate. So Kate uh, rushes off. She blows off Zach Morris the first time, right? Yeah. Um. Also, she well, let's just get through everything in her like her day. Okay. She passes by some guy with a ball of fucking lights who's trying to make some stupid thing. Who knows what he's doing? Um. He's trying to make a stupid snowflake display for his wife in the middle of town. Or his girlfriend, sorry. His girlfriend in the middle of town that he does every year that looks super shitty and she hates. Weird. <laughs> um, There's a lot of weird things happening there. She gets back to her apartment. The elevator out of order. Ah, she's going to walk up all the stairs. That's lame. That, nothing came of that. That was weird. That was weird. Uh, she gets to her apartment. Oh, her neighbors baked her like uh, like a cherry chip cake because she does that at the holidays. She makes everybody cherry chip cakes. Cool. She's like, all right, neighbor, whatever. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, and then she gets in. Oh, she's got the message from uh, Zach Morris. So she's going on her date, which she gets there, and he's he's already ordered her a beer, and she's like, oh, I hate beer. Ugh, gross. But he's, like, super douchey about it. <laughs> I think he was going for playful. It comes off kind of douchey. He's like, oh, yeah. you know, I just ordered you a drink. It's no big deal. I mean, we can get you something else. Like, what do you want? Wine. He's like, well, you could take a chance and just, like, try the beer. Wine. I think they're both it's, dicks at this point. But then he gets a little sarcastic awful. with it. But he gets a, he's super like, well, I think you might like it if you try. He's like, no, I don't like beer. I just don't, I don't like the carbonation. Like, well, you, how do you know if you haven't tried it? Like, why don't you have some? It's like, dude, what kind of Cosby game are you pulling? Yeah. You're pushing that beer awfully fucking hard. You know who else is upset about this is the bartender. The bar, like the waitress woman looks yeah. like, she's like, I just poured you this beer. Like when she takes it away, when the woman orders wine, there's too much attitude. Yeah, absolutely. Too much attitude from the, I, I, I like, immediately thought of you, Brad, because I, I knew that you would not be able to, like, you would not stand for that. Oh uh, no, I would throttle a fool. Like what, she's like, how dare you question Zach Morris? Like calm yeah. down, woman. Listen, I know you want a Zach Morris, but too bad. It's not going to happen. Ugh. <laughs> Oh, also, there's this, like, weird nerdy guy um, at the bar um, who's also waiting for his blind date, Phyllis. Yeah. Dude, I can tell you right now, with a name like Phyllis, you should just go home. <laughs> Seriously. Not gonna... No. Phyllis. No, first of all, who's named Phyllis? Like, we don't do that anymore, do we? <laughs> I don't think anyone's that. thought that was a good idea for a while. People no. are naming their child, like, Khaleesi off of freaking Game of Thrones. Not thinking about Phyllis, though. No one's putting Phyllis in there. No Phyllises. No. I will not have a dog named Phyllis. No, thank you. Phyllis. So, yeah, he's doing that. We see him in the back. We see all these little characters. 
The date doesn't end well. I think she just leaves, right? Yeah, she gets a call from her ex. She's like, oh my god, she's like, like, oh, gotta go, it's my ex. He's like, what the fuck? Whatever. All right. I guess they were wrong about you. So she goes off to meet the ex. Uh, By the way, like, she has him pay for the wine, which I'm like... Whoa. Like, listen, like, I... Uh, no, like, I, I, chival- this whole chivalry, like, dudes pay for things, open doors, fuck that bullshit. Like, listen, like, if you're on a date, uh, you offer to pay, cool, but, like, for somebody, like, to, to pop in, be like, um, I don't like the drink you ordered, I'm having a different drink, um, by the way, uh, now settle that tab up, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna drink it, I'm just gonna leave, <laughs> like, no, no. I've already paid for your beer that you didn't drink. Like, I'm not paying for two drinks that you didn't drink and then you left. Like, what What the hell? Look, I mean, that's just very disrespectful to another person. Yeah. That's when we realized that Kate is maybe a monster in her own right. Defo. Um, but she goes off to meet her ex, and he's like, hey, I brought the dog. He's like, oh, cool. I got you this ridiculously expensive sweater. Oh. <laughs> uh. An Armani? Cool, I guess. Cool. Oh, uh, um, well, hey. Wish he hadn't done that. So, uh, me and, uh, New Girl are going to the cabin. What? Uh, Wait, uh, we're going to the cabin? Yeah, go to the cabin. Does that mean you're gonna propose? Yeah. We are in love. Oh, no! No! (laughs) (laughs) Just, I mean, it's sad. I mean, it's so pathetic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you, I mean, at least, at least she's not religious. (laughs) I say that about this movie. There's no... It's totally secular. There's no Jizo mm-hmm. talk, thankfully. Well, well... I don't, I, if there is, I don't remember it. Or I wasn't yeah. listening. I chose to. No. Oh, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so uh, she goes on to her parents' house because she's supposed to meet her parents for dinner. Um, and Martin Paul Gosler is supposed to be coming to the dinner as well. Oh. It's her father and her new stepmoms. And uh, apparently they've invited, like, nephew Mark Paul Gosler. Another thing about this movie is, like, apparently no one, like, everyone's free for Christmas Eve. Yeah, just straight up. Like, I, I don't, I've never, like, done really much of anything for a Christmas Eve. Like, even, like, you know, when I was a kid, like, we didn't do anything for Christmas Eve. But, like, I still feel like everyone has plans locked down. Even if you have no plans, you're planning on having no plans. Yeah. Because, like, the stores are closing early, like, you, you can't go to Starbucks, like, it's, you're gonna, you're gonna go home and you're gonna watch, like, you know, a Christmas story or something. Like, you're not this free as everyone just seems to be in this movie. These, this movie full of sad sacks. <laughs> Twelve days of sad sacks. So she goes there and Mark Paul Gosser is all pissed off because she ruined the date. So he's not coming to the, the dinner. So then she just, like, mopes. No. And is like a bitch to her stepmother. My ex-boyfriend's going to marry someone. <laughs> I wish my mom wasn't dead and you weren't here. I wish my mom wasn't dead. She God. loved Christmas. And also, apparently, it's like this is their first like Christmas being married, so she acts like she's never met the stepmother before. Look, no one's saying this is a perfect family situation. <laughs> this is very also, strange. we find out later in the movie that she has a sister with kids, apparently. That we have not heard anything about. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that little surprise. Yeah. So, like, where are they? <laughs> what the hell's happening? Oh. She goes... She she ends up going home after this, moping. She sits on her bed with her dog, because she did get new custody of him. And she's like, this is the worst fucking Christmas ever. 
puts the gun to her head. I'm sorry, I added that part, but it'd be really funny if they did it. Yes. Um, then and then the magic of the infomercial comes on. That little thing's eyes blink, and suddenly we get a time reversal, which is weird to see when they do the effect. It's a really bad it's, effect. It's, it's super so bad dumb. effect. Doesn't help. Yeah. And, and suddenly, then, like, yeah, she's back on the floor. What? So I, it's she's back to 3 p.m. I do give her credit that she goes to the doctor pretty quickly. Like she's like, I think, um, I know I've relived this day before. This is weird. I need help. I think she goes to the doctor on the third day. Because second day she's like, all right, I know what to do now. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put on a sexy dress and try to get my ex boyfriend back. Yeah, like she just took it as a vision. <laughs> like what the fuck? All right, yeah. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna slut it up. Like he's about to get married. Like. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're so a few she cancels, months too late, kid. She cancels the date with Mark Paul Gossler, and she just puts on, like, a sexy dress. And, like, she gets the dog, and they're like, oh, uh, oh, I guess that didn't work. <laughs> oh, no. She meets, doesn't she meet Zach Morris at the family event at this day? Because he didn't, he didn't come the first time because she ruined the date. But this time they never even went on the date. Oh, no, this time I, I think he... She she stops in on the date for a second before going to meet her boyfriend in the sexy dress, but she still like ruins it. But she's like, "Huh, this guy is kind of interesting." And he tells her that she smells like honey, and she says, "I don't think honey has a smell." <laughs> what? Yeah, it does. Yeah, honey has a smell. I don't think honey has a smell. Well, I'm gonna leave now. Still makes him pay for the tab. What oh. are you doing? Third day, uh, we go to the doctor's office. And then she goes to the date early to meet Mark Paul Gossler. Oh, yeah. And she finds out he got there really early because he likes to eat, like, cheese sticks before a date. <laughs> he likes to fill up on a date just like she does. Because what you do before we go on a date, Brad, is that you eat a lot of food so that you don't look like you're overeating at dinner. Never had that problem in my life. Just <laughs> like, don't eat all of your dinner or, like, eat what makes you full. I... Why don't you just eat? Why don't you just eat normal human proportions at meals? You know that has to be advice people actually give people. Look, what you want to do first is you want to go to the bar, grab like an app, get a drink, fill up. What so I you like don't to do is I, I get my unlimited appetite. <laughs> I'll nurse I just, this all the way through the afternoon. And then nerves. by the time she gets there, I'm like, oh, I just ordered appetizers, <laughs> but in reality, I've had seven. <laughs> That's probably why there's not a Miss Polar Vortex. Um, That's probably why there is not a Miss Polar Vortex. Good for me, though. Mm, Extra potato skins for me. (laughs) So who really won and who lost? (laughs) Polar Vortex lost. (laughs) Poor Polar Vortex. Just spinning on the pole. Um, So... So this is also the date where she um, she gets to her apartment and the neighbor gives her the cake and she's like, "This is really nice. I should have. Could you get the re- give me the recipe for this?" And so then the neighbor's like, "Oh, well, come into my apartment. I'll have you baking cakes." And then she spends like the rest of the day baking paper. <laughs> <laughs> this woman. I mean, I can't help but speculate as to what we would do in a similar situation if we, if if Ram Jack found itself in the Twelve Dates of Christmas. Um, how would this work? I mean, 
What kind of person I, are you to where you will throw off all other responsibilities to bake cakes with someone for the rest of the afternoon? Can I tell you that I was in this scenario um, <laughs> recently? Please do. Uh, be, well, because, like, uh, yeah. How how were you? In a, did you go down an escalator, Brad? No. I, I cannot I, believe I, that I happened. I spent two days making cookies. Nice. Uh, yeah. But see, that's with, fun. Yeah. Yeah, with a friend, uh, basically, uh, Gail, who has the Dogs in the Dog show, uh, she does, like, a thing. She makes cookies every year, um, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cookies, and she, like, gives them, like, to everyone she knows, and also to, like, uh, the fire departments and, like, all that kind of stuff. That's just what she does every year. Um, and, like, she's, uh, she's she always needs people to help make cookies, so I actually went over there a couple weeks ago, and, like, I helped make cookies for, like... I, I went over there like a Friday, like made cookies until like one o'clock in the morning and then uh, until like 6 p.m. the next day. Nice. And she still had like two two more days of cookie making. It's insane. It's a ridiculous. Uh, so I've kind of, I was like, oh, I've done that. <laughs> I know what this is about. <laughs> uh, we also, we've made cookies over here too this, this holiday. We always try to roll up. We try, there's a tradition of making a baby Jesus cookie where you just mold the ugliest little baby cookie you can make. You just make it. Pretty, nice. It's pretty normal. Um, How many hundreds of cookies did you make? Uh, I don't even know if we made 20. Oh, 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 see, oh. Wow. I made a skeptical gingerbread man. A gingerbread man with a skeptical face of like, what's going on? That's about it. Um, so she spends all of the day baking with she, this woman, learning. She her. blows off her family yeah. on Christmas Eve. Like, and she doesn't know what's going on. Like, she, she still thinks she, she might have, like, hit her head and lost her mind. So, But she, I mean... To her credit, and also, I guess, well, okay, I don't know if to her credit's the word I wanted to use. She's kind of rolling with this whole, eh, I'm still the same day over and over again. I'm more weirded up about the neighbor that's like, oh, I'm so lonely, I, like, I'll, I'll have this, like, random, like, person, like, spend a day making cake in my house, like... I don't, like, come on, like you gotta know like somebody before you ask them to like cook yeah, because like, you can't you can't trust shit like you can't like you don't know like what people's hygiene level can you trust them around food no you do they who knows what's gonna happen they're gonna be pulling things out of the garbage and putting it in the food <laughs> can't do that can't do that <laughs> I mean that's a common thing people run into Brad oh I oh I accidentally oh I accidentally uh, dropped this in the garbage I'm gonna fish it out and put it in food now. That's what I'm going to do. People do that. It happens in the world. Trust me. Like, people, you can't trust, you don't trust people cooking now. You got to know them first. I would agree. Like, you've seen, listen, I've seen every episode of Hoarders. I haven't seen everybody's kitchen. Like, you got to keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. You don't know what's out there. (laughs) Bacteria. Bacteria is what's out there. Everywhere. So, the day resets. Well, Well, not day. The afternoon resets. That's right. This is a new day. Fuck. This is the one where she's going to break up the engagement before it happens. Like a crazy person. Like She goes to the ring store. She goes to stop him from buying the ring. That's pretty crazy. Also, why are you buying your... You're you're planning on getting engaged that day, and you're buying the engagement ring on Christmas Eve? This seems like a split decision. Oh, yeah. See, I thought that he had maybe picked it out before, but no, Brad's right. She goes in as he's picking the ring out. And I think this is when she realizes, I gotta, I gotta give up on this. Yeah. Because, because well, one, she says it. As she turns away, running away from him, as she's had a talk, she says, let him go. Like, in a weird voiceover that everyone in the place heard, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's a good... They have a really weird conversation. It's bizarre. And she's like, oh, well, I guess I'm so happy for you now. 
Then she goes out, and this dude's out here making like the the, the snowflake with the lights, and his girlfriend's helping him, and she looks bored. So she goes and she's like, "Hey, dude's girlfriend, you seem kind of bored. You want to like leave the, leave your boyfriend with these shitty lights and just hang out <laughs> on Christmas Eve?" And she does. <laughs> so then they go back to her place and they're like eating donuts and getting wasted all night. I mean, look, she's just given up on her ex-boyfriend. She needed some alone. She needed some fun time. It's just like I question every other character in this movie that is just like willing to throw their lives away for the whims of these yeah. people. And again, so nothing planned for uh, Christmas Eve. Also weird. Um, her parents like come over and they're like, "Hey, you fucking blew the date and you weren't answering your calls and you didn't come over for Christmas Eve dinner." <laughs> And she's like, oh, yeah, I was getting wasted with a stranger eating donuts. Why are you eating? What is with her with donuts? She's always eating donuts in this movie. Comfort food, maybe, in a time of emotional distress. I don't know. Booze and donuts. That does not sound like a party. Well, they have, uh, don't they have donut-flavored vodka? Which, now that they I say do. that, sounds weird, but. Yeah. But that's a novelty you try once. It's not, I don't feel like it's anybody's go-to. Uh, and who's the person that they would be their go-to? Me. <laughs> the guy over there. I'll have, I have potato skins and a donut va- martini, please. I like it because it combines two things that are necessary. Drinking and eating donuts. <laughs> donut balls are like the garnish instead of olives. I mean, oh. I definitely see it happening. You would die. Definitely. definitely. Um, but then, like, um... Like, her parents show up with Mark Paul Gosler to, like, make sure she's not Whoa, dead. Whoa, that's weird. And she's like, oh, this is embarrassing. But then they walk around, like, on, a on like, a date then. How? She's, this is a weird she's like, invasion I'm so embarrassed. of her night, yeah. But, like, he's like, oh, it's okay. Like, if you go into somebody's apartment and they're with a stranger eating, <laughs> filling their face with donuts and booze and dancing around like a crazy person. Red flag. I mean... Granted, I'm going to pursue that, but, like, I don't think a sensible person should, especially not on Christmas Eve. (laughs) The thing about this is that uh, Zach keeps saying over and over again, um, you come come highly recommended by somebody, (sighs) which I think is the weirdest thing someone could say to me. Because it seems like that really is, because his stepmom or whoever is suggesting that these two people get together is really adamant about it. And that he trusts them so much that he can see all this stuff and experience these things and roll with it. Side note, um, we also find out that he was married and his wife died. Oh, yeah. And it's been less than a year. (laughs) It's been less than a year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that escaped me the first two times I watched this. Yeah, like, wow. You think he did it? (laughs) It's possible. Uh, We find out she was apparently cleaning the gutters and fell off a ladder to her death. That was foul play. And he got there, they lived out like in the middle of nowhere, and he got back home a little too late. And it's like, oh... So you know this means, like, she can never tell him about this wacky 12 Dates of Christmas thing. Because the only thing he's going to be thinking is, how come I didn't get a day to do over? How come I didn't get to save my wife's life? How come I just had the one day to find her dead body? <laughs> I relive it over and over in my head. Why couldn't I have relived it over and over in real? Yeah. It's really fucked up. It really is. And that's something else about these movies. In Groundhog's Day, it's a little different. But in this movie, why does this woman get the god power of living a day over and over again yeah i mean like and you know like going into it like by the end of it she's gonna fix all these random people's problems but yeah i uh, 
Still, like, who the fuck is she? <laughs> like, ah, uh, ah, uh, gross. So they have a little date. The day resets. She well, she they go to the bar and fucking nerd dude is like still there waiting for Phyllis, and she's like, wait, are you are you in? She thinks like he's behind it somehow, like he's a wizard, which and I thought like, would have been a fucking amazing twist. I was yes. hoping for. I was like, you what? But no, it's a red herring. She says something dumb like, uh, why, why are you making this night last forever? And Mark Paul Gosler hears it and gets pissed off and walks away. First of all, like, if you hear anything out of context like that, you've got to let somebody explain what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Because, like, I don't... Because <laughs> like, there's, like, three times in this movie where she says something and he takes it out of context and storms off like a huffy little bitch. Uh, truth. So, like, I don't know. Maybe this is the maybe Zach Morris is kind of the worst. <laughs> He's a murderer. <laughs> He's got a short fuse. So she finds out that it's not that that this guy isn't controlling anything. He is just really desperate and sad. So she spends another day um, helping him kind of find himself. And there, there comes a yeah. point where everything kind of bleeds together as far as a plot, because I don't know what day is what. I know what the final the, day is, but... What, there's, there's a day where she, like, hangs out with the old guy, and they, like, go to, like, a fucking terrarium or some sort of nonsense, or, like, a greenhouse. Like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. There's a, there's a really weird one uh, where she has, like, a perfect date with uh, Mark Paul Gosler. Like, she, she spends the whole day, like, falling in love with Mark Paul Gosler in a day. Um, and, like, they go ice skating, and, like, they have a perfect dinner, and she's making things great with her stepmom. Um, but then in the end of it, she's, like, uh, she says something, like, uh, she says something about her ex-boyfriend, like, Ooh. oh, he called, ah. Uh, and then Mark Pogos is like, well, fine, then I'm leaving. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> There's one where they go to Midnight Mass. Oh, God. And they I... see, uh, the lonely neighbor there. Oh. Uh, also, they could only hire about 15 extras for this entire movie. So it's just these, like, same eight people. Everyone's going to mass. Like, well, by all the people, you mean eight people went to mass. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe why, are you having a, why are you having a midnight mass with eight people? Like, I don't know. Like, go to, is there, like, go to, like, a, what, what, how small is this town? <laughs> like, what's happening? So... There's also, she reconnects with the boyfriend who's making the Christmas light display for his girl that she partied with yeah. the other day that really did her a solid just hanging out with her, making sure she wasn't, she didn't do anything while she was alone in a vulnerable place. Um, and she basically is like, why the fuck are you making this snow thing, dude? She doesn't like it. So she yeah. kind of helps him make something that she will like. Doesn't he make something like marry me or something? Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, I know she doesn't like it, but I don't know what else to do for her. Like, you don't know another gift except making a shitty snowflake display? Like, listen, the snowflake display one time, I, I, sure, cute, whatever, cutesy gift. Kind of creative. Um... And you couldn't think of another thing? Like, that's your, you're a one-trick pony, and your one trick is a snowflake display in the middle of town? Which, I don't even know how you got to zoning to be able to put, like, a snowflake in the middle of a town. He didn't. I mean, it's just something he does. The cops break it down. I mean, they tear it down every night. They just couldn't afford, like, another location. <laughs> like, we gotta shoot this, like, in the middle of town and fast. Yeah, because, um, you don't just put light art on the street. People are gonna fuck with that in a city. Yeah. She says, "Hey, instead of making her a snowflake, how about you put? Her, how about you make her an honest woman and put a ring on it?" So that happens. Um, my favorite Christmas thing 
is when she goes to the skating rink where Mark Paul, where Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gosler, like volunteers, and she sees that she that he volunteers with the kids. She's excited mm-hmm. about it. She's like, ooh, you know, she's stalking him over the twelve days at this point, and it's weird. But she finds out that one of the kids who's been missing, she sees him walking around during the day, like with a stick, just kind of like hitting the fence. She's like, hey, that's that runaway. So she runs after him. One day, he jumps over a pile of trash in an alley and escapes her. And she says, let's do this again. We don't see what happens that that reset day. That's like a throwaway day. But she's got on like running gear and she's prepared and she chases him down. Yeah. It it turns out that he ran away from his like foster home because they wouldn't let him have a dog and he's taking care of the dog on the streets, which is interesting. He found a street puppy and now he's like like again, super cute dog. This movie, if there's one thing it gets right, it's cute dogs. True. Like I would I would place all of these in my non Nazi dog show. Like they would all they would all be they would all be champs. So but like what like I, I I love the idea that this guy would li- rather live on the streets than like to go back to like the foster home because of a puppy. <laughs> like what, dude? Like, yeah, it's so bonkers. And also, the, it's just like a li- there's just it's a little too it's a little too white saviory as well. Yeah. Because, like, it's it's a black kid, like, he's tall. The first time you see him, he's got a stick, and it's like they're trying to make him look like he like he's, like, getting into trouble. But actually, oh, he's really just saving a puppy. It's like, what's that weird fucking shit going on? So she saves him. She steps in and saves him. They find a way to make the dog a service dog so that yeah. she, he can keep it in the keep it for a little while and then yeah and she takes all the papers to Martin Paul Goss she's like listen just file these papers for him um, once they see that cute little dog they're gonna let him keep it no they aren't no dogs aren't allowed like, like maybe you get the papers that say it's a service dog I don't know how you're gonna work that out people do it like I guess but like but still I think it has to be I, a, like it's a difference between you training a service dog and you actually needing one he doesn't need a service dog Right, but there are a lot of people that like pull some shenanigans to get their to with like really trumped up uh, things to say they need a service dog. Ugh. Yeah, people do that because they want to be able to keep their dogs with them at all times, which I understand, I appreciate, but I don't appreciate inconveniencing other people because you want to hang out with a dog pal. You can't do that. Truth. Also, that means you're a terrible person. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't deserve a dog pal. So yeah, at this point. Mark Paul Gosler's character is intrigued by her. She asks him out on a date. They they do another date thing. She's falling in love with him. And everything is kind of heading to a climax. Uh, can we also talk about there's the one day where she's like, fuck it. And she just spends like a ton oh, of money. And, I like, forgot about that. Yeah. Like buys like a nice car. and like She gets a like, tattoo. She, she dyes her she hair. She has a tattoo, dyes her hair black. And then still goes back and makes cakes with like... Her friend and like the neighbor and like uh, a random g- girl whose boyfriend is of the worst. <laughs> he's still out there making that snowflake that day. She's like, eh, he's done it before. He'll do it again today. I've, I've already helped yeah. him. So she's like, the this worst. is the thing that bothers me. Is like these things. It's not like these things carry over. No. Like every, if she doesn't do it, like it doesn't happen. There's no way in the final day that she was able to do all the things. <laughs> no way. Um. So, but uh. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, there's also a point where she thinks she said something to her ex-boyfriend to where she thinks that he's not going to propose to his new girl. So she drives all night 
gets there and before the stroke of midnight and he says, you have to propose to her. Busts into the uh, the cabin and he's like, bitch, I already proposed to her like an hour ago, but you didn't get the ring. And the girl's like, who is this lady? He's like, honey, it's my ex-girlfriend. I don't know why she's here. She's like, there is going to be a ring, right? And he's like, honey, of course there's going to be a ring. I don't know why this crazy woman's here. And then she says, oh, of course he actually was going to propose because you don't need a ring to propose. I'm the worst. It's so weird because her theory is that by them, if they don't get engaged, then it's going to change fate, and then she won't be reliving the days anymore. What? Like, everything changes. Like, any, like, basic chaos theory. (laughs) Like, come on. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum style. Like, anything you do is going to have every effect. Like, her walking out of the store, like, a little bit faster or slower is going to change everything eventually. See, and that would be cool if you were living a Groundhog's Day kind of scenario. That'd be cool to kind of witness the fact that you just deciding to leave five minutes later, what that would actually do. Well, I mean, for the most part, you aren't going to notice the... Because, like, it it increases over time. Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, if you could, like, be a straight-up time traveler and, like, go around and, like, see stuff. Because, like, walking out of a store, like, a little bit slower, like, see, like... A million years from now, how what differences there are in the world? Because there would be differences. Ooh, she's not thinking about that. She has a limited time span, and I think that's when she. That, I mean, because there's no real indication to her at this point that this is ever gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that she realizes, oh fuck, maybe this is like the Twelve Days of Christmas, the song that was playing coincidentally as I was spitting into a vortex. I don't think she realizes that until, like, it is the 12th day. Yeah, which is why so, she tries to make the 12th day the best day possible, right? I, I know. I think she's just I think she's just trying to get it right. And, like, she, I don't think it even connects with her until it's, like, she's made it through the 12th day. And they, like, kiss at the end. That it's like, oh, it was 12 days, like the stupid song. <laughs> like, I think that's when it clicks. Because, like, this last one, I, she just happens to, like, all right, I'm going to do all the things. She gets, like, neighbor lady and Jim from the... the store she hooks them up uh she gets like the the couple with a snowflake married like she she hooks up her friend with the the nerdy guy at the bar um she tells her dad that like she doesn't hate her stepmom (laughs) she hooks up with mark paul gosler she has a she has has a giant christmas eve party at her father's place i guess she just like it's like hey dad by the way i'm bringing 30 people (laughs) Also, I'm going to call my sister and have her bring the kids, which we've never mentioned up until this point. I think just because we had those extra act extras, and uh, we might as well get them in here so we can fill this house with humans. It is bonkers. So, oh, oh, one more thing. One more thing. Sorry. To talk about, like, the kid that ran away, um, the team is the Lords, and he's number 11, and he leaps over a pile of boxes. Oh, fuck. I didn't even try to think about that. There is a point at the very beginning, at the very beginning, where they're playing, they're singing the 12 Days of Christmas over the credits, and they're showing things like eight lords are leaping, and you see like eight figurines or something. Yeah. Or ten lords, I don't remember what it is. I don't know, whatever it is, that's what the kid's number is. So, yeah, there's a lot of that little stuff hidden within it. Ugh. Um, So she finally lives the perfect day. Her and Zach Morris kiss, and she says, I'm still here. And he thinks for a moment that she might be crazy. And then she's like, we did it. And then she's found out what Christmas is actually all about. Or something like that. I guess. I guess. It's about, it's about connecting a lot of people that don't have plans. And uh, I, 
it's weird. And then like invading your parents' house and like demanding they throw a giant Christmas party for strangers. I guess. Like it's why? What, like why don't any of these people have like plans? Like oh no, I'd love to, but sorry, I can't. It's the holidays. Yeah. Like no one in this movie is a character. Like they have no lives. They have no backstory. No personalities. They are just puppets in her weird world. Um, but it really does just end like that, right? I mean, there's no yeah. like, it just happens. Yeah, and it's I just it's creepy, like because again, there's no way she could have set up all these things in one day. And if she did, that just means she's running from place to place. Like, hey, you want to come to a Christmas party? Okay, cool. I gotta get to the next person. Hey, hey, old man. Hey, neighbor. I want you guys to meet. Uh, like, there's and to set up the party and everything. It's like she has way too much knowledge that she can never actually get now. Yeah. She can never explain how she knows about somebody's trip to Mexico because, like, they just met. They're all strangers uh. still. In their mind, she's just that creepy girl that made them come to a Christmas party. I mean, they'll be questioning that themselves later on. But, yeah, that's I There's a lot of booze at this Christmas party so they can all make some excuse for this later on. It, it, it distresses me. It distresses me. Oh, dude. See, I want to read the fan theory where we find out that it really is Zach Morris. It's not this... Oh, yeah. Because uh, what's his name? Miles. Miles is close to Morris. Um, And that it's Zach that's actually using his god powers from the show, Saved by the Bell, to do all of this. And he's just found his equal, a girl who can also time travel or something. I don't know. Mm. I don't mm. know. So he can stop time, like, in a matter that you would use to, like, push somebody off of a ladder and then get um, get away from the crime scene. Yep. Kind of like Apowski's mm. dead. Oh, no. Married horribly. That would make sense. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's the film, guys. Um, yeah. Who won and who lost? Um, I think that kid won because, like, he's not living on the streets and he has a dog. Yeah. For now, that's pretty. But at the same time, good. yeah. Uh, oh, a uh, nerd guy, nerd guy, one. Nerd guy. Like she, she bought him like a new wardrobe to meet her like super foxy friend. Yeah, there you go. Out of nowhere, out of the kindness of her heart. Yeah. Maybe there was never a Phyllis. He was just hanging out at a bar by himself, coming up with an excuse. Yeah. He won. Congratulations. Gotcha. He won. Yeah. Because her friend, super foxy. Who lost though? <sighs> um. Hmm. Who lost? Maybe Zach. Well, no, because Zach is kind of the worst in this many respects as well. Yeah. I, I mean, him and this cake girl are made for each other. I think, uh, you know who lost? The person that owned that bar, because in the, the final day, they ended up not going to the bar. <laughs> True. And she also stole that other guy from that bar. So at the same time, yeah. she's stealing multiple customers. They're losing business. Losing business left and right. Well, there you go. There you go. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Indeed. We wish you and yours a wonderful, happy holidays. And uh, we hope you come back in the new year. We, we, we hope you're not trapped. We hope you're not locked into a, into a cell. We hope you come back. That's ominous. Guys, if you're visiting relatives for the holidays, we hope you come back. Look. Mm, upsetting. It's a crazy world. Guys, man. watch out. If you see, like, a relative coming at you with a roll of duct tape, be careful. You might not come back. They may murder you <laughs> and bury you under the floorboards. Can you imagine how scary it would be to open up a present that was just duct tape? What's this? Let me try it on. It's Whoa. your new shirt. What? 
And tis the season. You're a victim. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah, bad news bears. So guys, please come back. Yeah. Please, if if you think there's a chance you might not come back, try to get to a phone. Call for help. Call the police. Call the police. Whatever you have to do. Hopefully they won't murder you, but maybe they will rescue you. And we'll, we'll see you soon. Um, in the meantime, get on the Facebook group. It's a wonderful way to interact with everyone. Yes. You can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com, or go to the website, ramjackpodcast.com. Uh, go to the po- website and also go to the wiki over there. Brad's been updating it more and more. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful resource for those who are new to Ramjack. Hey, maybe you don't know what to give the person in your life. Maybe you're thinking, you know what, I don't want to give them that weird light star that I make on the street every year. How about I give them the gift of Ramjack? Hmm. Just give them some podcasts. Just send them an RSS feed link. Yeah. It's cool. It's totally cool. Hey, check this out. What, hey, hey, when you when you're at your when you're visiting family, find their phone or their iPod, whatever. Find their computer. Just subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Secretly. Give that Make little it treat. a secret present. Become a secret Santa oh. for Ramjack. I like it. I like it. It's a good plan. Totally good. Uh, guys, remember you still have till the end of the year to put a golden doodles right right into my arms. Just put a little golden doodle in there; it'll be perfect. Um, if again, if you don't, we'll reassess the situation, and I'll I might extend the timetable, but don't count on that. So really, just send all your golden doodles my way. How many? It doesn't matter how many. You send a million of them. It's fine. It's fine. We'll figure this out together. <laughs> it'll be great. Today is a winter solstice eve, which means uh, for tomorrow we'd like to wish you a very Happy winter solstice. In a partridge in a pear tree. Worst song. Yeah, that is like the worst song to base a time travel film on. Oh. I forgot to mention during the podcast, um, ABC Family was sued because apparently they stole the concept of 12 Days of Christmas from another movie called I Hate Christmas. Itself what? stealing the idea from Groundhog's Day. <laughs> Oh, that's an outrage. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. While the merry bells keep ringing, may your every wish come true. Ding dong merrily on high, in heaven the bells are ringing. Ding dong verily the sky is written with angels singing. Gloria! I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day? And what was in the ships all three on Christmas Day in the new boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood he's there just to take good care of me like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights and I sing I want, I want Charles in charge of... Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel When a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel Streaks on the china, never mattered before, who cares? When you drop, kick your jacket, as you came through the door, no one glared, 
But sometimes things get turned around and no one's spared. All hands look out below. There's a change in the status quo. Gonna need all the help that we can get. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live the holly and the ivy when they're both full grown. Of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly bears the crown. I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow, and it's all up to me how far I go. I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow. I've never seen such a view before. A new world before my eyes. So much for me to explore. It's where my future lies. Today I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. From here the future looks bright for me. And it's all up to me how far I go. It's my time to break away. I'm standing on the edge of tomorrow. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached would say, Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight. Once again, as in olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us once more. Someday soon we all will be together, if the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little... Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. We've been good, but we can't last. Hurry, Christmas, hurry fast. Wanna play the loop, the loop? Me, I wanna hula hoop. We can hardly stand the wait. Please, Christmas, don't be. Even or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just up on the housetop. Reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Down through the chimney with lots of toys. All for the little one's Christmas joys. Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go? Up on the housetop, click, click, click. Down through the chimney with old Saint Nick. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. Fa la 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 la. Sir, I wanna buy these shoes. 
for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Merrily, merrily, now we go. Christmas bells are ringing. Caroling, caroling through the snow. Christmas bells are ringing. Joyous voices, sweet and clear. Sing the sound of hearts to cheer. Ding dong, ding dong. Christmas bells are ringing. Dinosaurs. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to Denver, the last dinosaur. He's my friend and a whole lot more. Denver, the last dinosaur, shows me a world I never knew before. Star of wonder, star of night. Star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose, and if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names, they never let poor Rudolph join any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Sometimes the world looks perfect, nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's gonna stand in my way. This is flame in my heart, and a long lost friend gives every dark street a light at the end. Standing tall on the wings of my dream Arise and fall on the wings of my dream The rain and thunder, the wind and haze I'm bound for better days It's my life, it's my dream Nothing's gonna stop me now Happy Holidays Happy Holidays May the calendar keep ringing Happy Holidays to you.